9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. This week, Ines and I welcome Jason Grimmer and Jess Fieldis to the show where they are talking about the Terrors of Misery Grove. Terrors of Misery's Grove. Uh, it's going to be a live improvised uh, horror show that is also going to become a live improvised podcast. Uh, the inaugural episode is kicking off this Thursday, October 27th at 8.30 p.m. at Variations Mile End. Um, Jess and Jason join us and we talk about, uh, I guess, inspirations for doing uh, a horror show, uh, folk horror, uh, the improv- the turning something improvised into a podcast, and much, much more. Uh, it's a great episode. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. It's our spooky show. And obviously, uh, check out the Terrors of Misery's Groves. Um, I'll link how to find it um, in the write-up of the episode. And uh, you obviously you can watch it live probably for the next couple weeks. And then you're going to be able to, if you can't catch it live, listen to it as a podcast as well, which is fun. So it'll be available wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway, sit back, relax, and go plug yourself. Ooh, it's a spooky one. Ooh. One, get it. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. So as we all know, Ines is leaving the podcast, also the city. But I just <laughs> found this out. So did I. <laughs> but also I know. I, th- I was going to tell you today because I haven't seen you in a really long time. So, so we're squeezing <laughs> all of her co-hosting abilities out of her. Cool. Yeah, but only for people who I like. So yeah. I'm here oh, for you. Nice. I don't well, I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. I ho- yeah, I hope it'll be good. I'm. It, it all happened quicker than expected, which is why a lot of people don't know. And it's sort of... Well, you were good, soon? Uh, you were planning potentially like a year in Montreal and then moving to Toronto. And now you're just like, it's just happening now. Yeah, like it was, which would have landed, like a year would have landed sort of in the spring or summer of next year, which is still s- just enough to be like, oh, I got to say all my goodbyes. And then there was a complicated housing situation. And, and sort of it just it just seemed like the easiest thing was just to get out entirely. You mm-hmm. know? When the easiest thing is to move to Toronto, something's gone terribly wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's <laughs> called the final Canadian choice. Yeah, <laughs> completely. But um, it, was, it was a true horror story, as a matter of fact. My partner Amanda is writing a script for a horror movie based on our experience. Oh, great! Situation. Ooh, I'm excited. So put that somewhere in your calendars in the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amanda McQueen prevents presents. Is it like like? It's got. I uh, hang on. Something with the la- like. Just is it just the landlady? Is yeah, maybe, maybe the working it'll be title? The landlady. The yeah. landlady. <laughs> <laughs> like what was the that that. Um, Olivia, was it Olivia? What's her name? Was it the Newton th- John? Newton nope. John? Newton John. <laughs> Octavia Spencer with her the Mama. Oh, Ma? yeah. Movie. <laughs> it was such a weird movie. <laughs> and it's just called like Mama, and it's just like this woman who's like, "Hey kids, come over to my place and drink." Yeah, she's supposed to hang out. Yeah, she's it's like my boss at the pizza place growing up. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Hey, where are you kids what going? You, what are you I'll up to? What are you up to? I'll right? buy you some beer. I got a pool table. You want to come over? You bring some friends? Play, play in our bar? Yeah, so she just makes like a safe space, or an air quotes, safe space for kids to just get like unruly and drunk. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like, mm-hmm. uh, we don't like hanging out with this middle-aged woman, she's like, I'll show you. And then it becomes a, like it's a com- horror comedy. 
Yeah. Like, it's did you, you see it? Yeah, I did. Honestly, I saw it. this already sounds like my landlady. I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, I did see it. Why would you it. spend not, time with me? Like, <laughs> did you? Are uh, you rolling your eyes? No, no, I didn't see it. I was just like the premise was really funny to me. I was yeah, like, things, it but is, did not. It is, it's funny, like as it happens. Like they're sort of like, like. I think I like the idea of is Octavia Spencer being cast as this character is funny to me. Also, yeah, exactly. Like she's like they they, they obviously should have gone for Olivia Newton-John. Uh, but <laughs> is it is it intended to be slightly comedic, or is it does it just end up coming like off it. as comedic? It's no, no, no. It's intended to be like okay. slightly comedic. Like, like even the way certain things are shot, like everyone's like, "Yeah, we should get going," and she's like, "Or," and like pulls out a joint. You know? <laughs> That's like, what I mean. I mean, her like, casting seems somewhat self-aware. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And she's like a brilliant performer yeah. who I think was like knew knew what to bring to the comedy like it's just a sure it's bad idea after bad idea like not to say there's zero horror elements to it but like it's there, yeah there's comedy spoiler it's funny spoilers <laughs> it's funny uh yeah no i'm i'm i feel that all the best horror movies have a little bit of comedy in them Heck like, yeah yeah thoughts? i think so as long as it's uh i'm not a big fan of that kind of like an you know barring a couple instances like over the top sort of like fun comedy stuff. Like, I hate Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Those kind of movies I don't like. I like Cabin in the Woods a lot. Yeah, I like I'm not Cabin a big in fan. the Woods, too. Yeah. I like, <laughs> but, but then I could watch something that people would consider not comedic, and, or, but, I mean, some people would, would like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I find it very funny. There's, there's, I, there, there's just, I think there's something like, there's a moment in uh, The Evil Dead. Well, those are funny. Um, the, the new one. Oh, the, what, the last oh. one was remade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I feel it like good. it didn't get the love that it had. But, there's like a moment where one of them realizes that like the other one's like turned into a deadite or whatever. And it's just like, it's so intentional because he just like stops and turns and looks right at the camera and kind of just like deflates <laughs> as he realizes that like his buddy is a deadite. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, there's not a lot of comedy in that film. But I was like, it, it is Evil Dead. And like every now and then those moments, I think like capture Evil Dead pretty well. And I was yeah. so like, I was like happy that there were little like snippets of comedy Otherwise, the new Evil Dead mostly plays it like. Well, Evil Dead's order. got sort of comedy mm. in its yeah, blood like, anyway. Like it comes from Sam. I mean, those things have that humor. So if they're going to remake it, you've got to have some humor. Yeah, exactly. Sneak a couple little notes in, even though they played it a lot more, I think, horrific in the new one than anything else. Like same thing uh, when the girl uh, bites her tongue off. Yeah. And whatever. So the, the guys are like, like the cutting of the tongue. Yeah. And yeah stuff oh too. yeah. She like she cuts cuts the I mean, tongue and whatever. But the way the guys are looking at it, they're like, oh, like it's not the right response. They're just like, gross. <laughs> like versus. They're like, come on, dude, not on the carpet. You you know? like, I mean, I laugh at those things a lot of times because they're so outlandish. Yeah. Uh, like I love the witch, and at the ending of the witch, I laughed a lot at the theater for that because I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't believe how they ended that movie. I loved it. And Have I you watched the witch, Ines? Sorry. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not a big. Horror I know you're not person. a big horror. This fan, but you're a big Annie Taylor Joy fan. So that was the... Oh, is that even... I didn't know. That, that's yeah, her breakout like, role. That's her, like... This, that was her first big screen. It transcends just pure... It's a great movie. I, it, I yeah. mean, I, I'm open to watching things, especially if they're framed that way, but it's just... That stuff is usually just not on my radar. It's, you know and I, mean? I would say it's not hard horror. No, like, it's, it, it's, it's an oppressive atmosphere. It plays into, like, the sort of, like, fables well, there's, and... There's the first ten minutes, which is, like, you know... You you kind of have to be like, oh, this is happening right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it kind of asks the question, like, what if the, like, Satan goat figure that pilgrims are afraid of is real-ish? 
Yeah. And and it, and and doesn't really answer that question. It asks mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm. All his doesn't movies really answer it. All his movies tend to place characters in a specific time period and treat things that we might see as supernatural, or outlandish, as real to them. Yeah. Like he does it in Lighthouse as well. Yeah. He does it in The Northman. Oh, uh, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. Ghost. Any time I see the poster, I think it's you and Dimitri after a. <laughs> An we were going to go to arduous diet. <laughs> it, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, accurate representation of our relationship in a lot of ways. You haunt Dimitri. Uh, I think there's a mixture of taunting with those guys and also just kind of playing with this. Like, if, did you see the movie? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so Willem Dafoe is clearly like, he's. They both lost their mind. They're drinking gas. Yeah. But they're like, uh, but he's Willem Dafoe seems to be playing with him at the first of it. It's yeah, exactly. That's it. He's just he's screwing. Well, I'm going to masturbate in this hole. Yeah. Drinking <laughs> gas in this economy. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, they're drinking gas. So this is why they see this. They're insane, this tentacled creature. Back in our day, we had so much gas, we could just drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even need to put it in the cars. Uh, which, though, I guess, hang on, is a brilliant segue. We can introduce our guest seven minutes into the show. Because uh, which is, like, a, I think uh, a renaissance horror genre is folk horror yeah. these yeah. days. Like, that. that's a new kind of horror f- genre that we're seeing with I think like Midsummer, Witch, Hereditary, a million others. Those more like folklore. Focus, focus too. Focus, 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 focus too. <laughs> obviously. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> you know, like a deep uh, good remake. Um, I also think it was a great remake. It was a really good well, remake. Which one? Yes, Slumber, Slumber Party, Party Massacre. Massacre. I heard that. I had not seen it. I I've heard really that. enjoyed it. Under I don't know that you would like it because you're not a big slasher fan. I don't like slasher as a rule as a genre, but yeah. I like, I've li- I like. I mean, Black Christmas is one of my favorite okay. movies. Okay. And Halloween. Check, check out the new Slumber Party Massacre because yeah. it, it starts, like the first act is you're like, it, it's like a, what you think Slumber Party Massacre would be, which is like a straight slasher, and it gets like, Crazier and more insane, yeah. A, as it yeah. as it progresses, so that but doesn't that's the original transcend that as well though to an yeah, extent. Yeah, 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 like yeah. The original also goes like bananas. So because right. it was the one of those rare slasher films that was directed by uh, a woman. Yeah, right. yeah. And the second one is insane. Okay. Like, well, the remake because there's Slumber Party Massacre well, like one, two, three, or are you part saying, two. I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So still original OG Driller. Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. It's it's yes, wild. Also, yeah. <laughs> He kills people with a red guitar. It's with a drill on the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a flashy choice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, murder weapon? Why did that not become more icon- like, iconic? You know? The red guitar, drill on the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we had a whole season of people emulating it. It was horrific. The, uh, I think the folk horror thing's been around for a long time. It's only in the last like, yeah. 10, well, 15 years. Oldest, one of the oldest but horror. Where they're saying that this is folk horror, and you're seeing people like do movies that are folk horror. But... No, I, I think, well, yeah, I mean, like, as I don't necessarily say it popped up. It always crept up in films. I don't think it was necessarily, like, it's that there's been a resurgence of it. But in, like, at the core, it's, like, the oldest horror form is, like, where you, you're you sitting there and you tell your kids scary folk tales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's but it, I think a lot of that folk horror stuff, what is, what's important about it is that it comes, especially early, comes is British. Because there's this whole, this other concurrent thing that happened with music where it became uh, British papers, like the Wire got a... Uh, like obsessed with things like hauntology, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. like pulling from old broad, like BBC broadcast sounds, pulling from like Delia Derbyshire and all these soundtracks, like Doctor Who soundtracks, yeah. and that kind of became part of that. In part of it is like these strange 
And then so you have those like which uh, Finder General, which Finder General, Blood on Satan's Claw, the, yeah. and and uh, the Wicker Man is the, the they're best. like the unholy original trinity. Wicker Man. Original Wicker Man, yeah. yeah. Original not the one where Man. Nick Cage is on an island and just eats women, <laughs> <laughs> just punches women in the face because whatever. Because that director's all his movies are like that. There's some sort of strange. Wicker Man is I I think it gets too harsh of a, a rap. The, the second the one. Second one. Well, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. The it's bees. A, it's very funny. <laughs> That we, we, we're abandoning Ines here, not a horror fan. I, yeah, I've, I've tuned out. I, I'm, <laughs> t- I'm texting Kayla. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so wait. So folk horror, you guys are deciding to do a folk horror-inspired uh, radio play that is performed live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that will also become a podcast. That's correct. I you got it. it. You got it. it. The terrors of miseries grow. Yeah. Yeah. So where, like, where, like, I'm not saying improv is always funny, but yeah. like, as we know, we just talked about comedy and horror and everything else, but like improv, I think most people think comedy, Yeah. but you're trying to, uh, I'm assuming funny things might happen, who knows, it's improv, but the goal is horror. Yeah, so yeah. it's, I would say the goal is like horror comedy, okay. so like still keeping the fun of it, of, of improv and okay. like bringing that into it, but also bringing those... Uh, really kind of creepy unsettling vibes from like folk horror at yeah. least for the first episode at least for the first episode yeah <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go into some different like genres okay. <laughs> as we go but is it gonna remain like the terrors of misery's grove or will it, it become is, yeah. like the sci-fi fantasy of misery's grove no it'll remain the terrors <laughs> okay, it's okay. a horror show yeah <laughs> How, I mean, I'm assuming you guys have, like, uh, if, for those of you who don't know on the podcast world, like, you do, like, rehearse improv, even though it will still be improvised. Like, yeah. How do you go about, like, trying to, in an improvised setting, like, like in rehearsals and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, create that tension? Because usually when I think of, like, creating tension in a horror film, it's very, like, you're, like, you're carefully knitting it together. As soon as you, like, yeah. add on the fly to yeah. it, you're, like, you're, you're, <laughs> you're throwing a crazy curveball. So I'm, like, how, do you, how are you guys approaching um, that? That's a really good question. Atmosphere. I mean, yeah. Getting a feeling of an, uh, an atmosphere. It's going to take place in... You're, like, uh, well, we have a theremin, so we're set. <laughs> it's in a, in a bla- it's like, like my black box theater, which is relatively small, mm-hmm. and it's, like, strong improvisers. And mm-hmm. who are used to this kind of thing. And when you, you're doing essentially a narrative improv, so you're yeah. telling a story, you've got beats you sort of hit. Yeah. That's how you practice them. And then you kind of just have to get this kind of hopefully like a really good, strong like atmosphere, of, yeah. which is kind of why folk horror works really well, because that's kind of what it more deals with anyway, yeah. rather than shocking. But who knows, too, because it's improv. It could be like yeah. in anything yeah. Yeah. with an eye on something unsettling or creepy. Yeah. And then, and you also have the extra layer, I guess, is like trying to transform it into a podcast. So I'm guessing like all your improvisers and stuff need to be like very descriptive, like of just to be like, I'm taking the knife and running it across yeah. my oh, yeah. arm, exactly. and like and like describe like, like that weird radio play. You're like, why is this guy dictating this? Like, <laughs> What's that up there? I'll go up the stairs, creeping slowly, just peer around the corner. And you're like, what this? You've, you've told them you're here. Yeah, it but is. But you're like, no, it's a radio play. I have to. I need to dictate what I'm doing. So that it translates. So, like, I guess that might also be, I guess, an, a... Which is part of improv anyway. When you're doing improv, a lot of times you have to describe certain things. Okay. Like, you have to say, like, you have to set the scene. You have to describe, like, the setting mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, oh, there's a, there's a bouquet of flowers over there. There's a painting. And so that sort of 
puts the uh, the cast in their sort of spot of like, okay, we know what we're in right yeah. now and we know what we're working with. So you're used to that kind of description anyway. It's mm-hmm. all imaginary. Yes. What? It's, just, it's just some people <laughs> in their lay clothes on a stage and then they have to bring each other there. Yes. You know? Yeah. So are, 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 you in, are you in lay clothes or are, they, are you in like period specific lay clothes? <laughs> I think it's, people can wear what they want. Okay. Because I was that wouldn't be bad. Like I if would it's love not if one person it comes in a full like yeah for a bit but the, it's a, it's kind of I think that in the, the sense of a like a radio play type thing you're going to yeah. be take that sort of visual thing might cause too much like you need to have the openness of not like a, a blank slate yeah exactly yeah. so as much as a, I'm going to still show up as like a 70s drug dealer just because that's what I look like right I'll all always. the time I mean the glasses <laughs> you know can't get away from those his actual <laughs> job of dealing drugs in the 70s yeah <laughs> he, he travels back in time every night just to sell, sell acid that's to some kids that's how I got EI once they're like well, what are you looking for a job I'm like well I used to sell drugs in the 70s and it's not the 70s anymore the 70s. I saw this t- I saw like a, a weird like clip montage of like Soul Train or like a Soul Train esque uh, show where there, there was like a good number of like like white people dancing very well. And they were like, "What was different?" And they were like, "The cocaine was better." They're like, "White people could dance when the cocaine was very, very good." Oh, it actually helped them. Yeah, exactly. Good to know because I run a dance school. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Is like start se- giving all little juice boxes, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Like that that seventies cocaine apparently like. Gave white people rhythm in a way. Well, it gave me a nice white Oldsmobile, so I'll tell you that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> With the white Oldsmobile and the chrome. Uh, no, it's not chrome, it's gold trim. <laughs> gold trim on the white Oldsmobile, and you're just hanging out. <laughs> hanging out, working. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, so. And again, like I said, I know you can't necessarily talk about what's going to happen, but again, mm-hmm. I assume you guys have been planning it. Yes. Um, how how are you like hoping to sort of like continue the story? Like I know like the what was the the other long form one uh, that I did? Twiggy did the Wild Hearts or whatever. Oh, oh Wild yeah, Heart, yeah, Wild Heart, Heart Acres. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Like I, I'm I'm basing myself a little bit like oh they you're not to say that that's necessarily the template, but like yeah they did over the course of time be like oh wait they're we we are telling an arc and we are sort of yeah. planting seeds that. May come back. Yeah. Is that the plan? So, n- sort of, but also not totally. Yeah, so, okay. like, it's it's like one of those things where the characters are going to change every every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the subgenre is going to change every episode. So we might see like a slasher at one point. We might yeah. see something else at another point. Um, but it's always going to take place in the same town. Okay. It's just so, so some characters sort of can Fargo, come back. Fargo-esque. Fargo the show-esque. Exactly. <laughs> anthology series yeah. almost. Yeah. Exactly. Some, some, anthology. some timing and some genres and some themes change, but at the heart of it is Fargo... You got Daco- it. Dakota, North Dakota. Uh, anyway, it's exactly. Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Fargo is in North Dakota. Even though they all have like Minnesotan accents, because the biggest city, it's all, but it's the right big, there. the biggest city near Fargo is Minneapolis. But the movie doesn't even take place in Fargo, and the movie doesn't take place in Fargo either. Yeah, exactly. So. That's it. But yeah, I was there. <laughs> like, um, too the much. movie like doesn't take place in Fargo. No, no. As in, like, the, it's not, it's not supposed to take place in Fargo. No, they're they're talking. They they're talk in about Duluth. They're in Duluth, Minnesota. No, I don't know where they are, but they're <laughs> not where they are. But they they, they mention Fargo. Okay. And again, and I think Fargo. Fargo is also kind of a, a like an intersection of a couple of interstates. So like 
Fargo is not a big city because that would like the only city around there is Minneapolis, but it is the like. But it's a hub. It's like a central city mm-hmm. to all these other little municipalities that are around there. We were cool. we literally took that drive up that interstate from Minneapolis up to Fargo. This yeah, it's summer. just like a state of mind. I guess they assume they're just like we're just gonna call it this and sort of, and that's how they can do the series, right? Just pulling from all the Coen Brothers films and just playing around with that sort yeah. of stuff. Exactly. And also, our viewer- yeah, but like no, yeah, no continuity from it really. It's just sort of. Yeah, in, you guys in the family, it's all in the family. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's yeah. So I was the f- love those first movies. Yeah, I I couldn't get into the third though. I heard the third. Where did I? Yeah. But I loved the first. First two. two. Wait, wait. What was the third? First one was the third one was uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, okay, so I did I I did get into the third. I could didn't get into the fourth. That was with Chris a- Rock. Aka yeah. the divorce catalyst, and I was like, there we go. <laughs> I honestly just can't. I couldn't accept Chris Rock as a badass. Oh, okay. In a weird way, like it's it's like because he still. Spoken sounded like Chris Rock, and I was like, now, like, bring it home, give me the zinger. And he's like, no, he's just delivering lines like a normal actor. <laughs> I mean, I guess Ted Dance did the same kind of thing in the second one, right? He's playing Ted. Da- he's playing the Ted Dance that everyone loves. Yeah, for sure, but he's not the main character. Whereas, no. like, he, like, like the the, the most re- like the fourth, the Chris Rock season, like, he's in half the screen time. Yeah. Is that I the f- is that the fourth one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen I, that one. I think I only. I think I only saw the first Started. season. First I saw the good. first Second's one. I saw good. the third Second one. Very good. I can't remember if I saw the second. That one's like in the quite yeah. in the past, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, quite yeah. far in the past. Yeah. What's the deal with that one? The, it's the daughter of who's his daughter? It's yeah. I don't know. There's some sort of link, but it is in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's all sort of like well, this it's the setup. It's the it's the the if you're look listen up, listeners. <laughs> if you're thinking about season <laughs> hey, one and season listen, two of Fargo, yeah. uh, season two of Fargo is like the big messed up story that the main character of season one's dad is talking about at the right. donut shop. And job. by the yes. main character, you mean the police officer, yeah. yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police yeah, woman. Because the first one's one. kind of basically starts out as sort of a, another version of the Fargo film yeah, in a lot I, of ways. In, yeah, yeah exactly. but talk about talk about balancing the comedy and the, and the whatever else, a lot less comedic than the movie. Because the Coen brothers have like a very like absurd... Like, I, I mean, I guess I don't know if less comedic, but comic. less, but less like absurd, but no, less sort of like I, I think they have like more kind of like openly like lighthearted like knee slapping kind of or like sort of goofy. But moments. not necessarily in the movie. In Fargo. In the in yeah, in all Coen their Brothers movies. overall, yes. But well, they Fargo, have their they have their comedies where they're just total like you know screwball comedies, which I don't think they succeed at very well. No, but, but like the things that the, they're more serious things, I think have like a bit of like. I don't know. Black, I think I think the I think the show. Is 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 sort of like yes. the? It's still going for the same mix, but I would say the proportions are not quite the same. I think mm-hmm. I think like the movie is like slightly more, like I said, absurd or like slightly surreal or something. Like there's something that makes me take the serious moments a, a little less seriously than the show. I thought the show like sometimes like hit quite hard in yeah, some yeah. ways, in, yeah, in ways that the, the movie, movie like, didn't. The, the, like every everyone sort of like. It's like it's like if the Three Stooges were like suddenly caught in like a very serious murdery crime situation. But that's kind of the know? third act of the movie, also. Like you're you're kind of like, oh, these are sort of like this is like a comedy of errors, and these guys are useless. And then you're like, oh no, there's a is. wood chipper. Yeah, well, the wood chipper is like, <laughs> yeah. and, and also just like when they're when they realize that 
you have the guy in the chair and you're like, this is not going well for anybody. Like, guy right. in chair and his captors. You're like, no one's, yeah. no one's happy in this situation. Like, it does, like, tonally shift in the film as well. It's, it's true, but I think, I guess I would say, or I felt at least that the, that the show sort of started there a bit more. It was, mm. it was, it was from the start a bit, a bit sadder or more serious or more grounded in that way. Not that it, not that it wasn't that might be just That mix. might be, like, because it's TV. Yeah, yeah, and they have to, and they, they have to build, an and episode, they have to, yeah, yeah like the mm-hmm. rhythm of it all. But, yeah. but that is sort of the end result, which I thought was interesting. And I mean, nobody can deny also that the like Minnesotan accent is hilarious. That's true. That is where the all the humor. I thought we, I thought we were all agreed on that. Yeah, we were. In all, both we the all movie agreed. and the show, the only part of the. Do you want to know something that yeah. I found? Humor out? is just the accent, right? Okay. I found out this summer that apparently the Canadian air quotes Canadian accent sounds a lot like a Minneapolis accent. Which is yeah. specifically, which is like that, that Minnesotan accent, but like by way of big city. Like mm-hmm. when we were traveling around, because we were traveling around to the, these small towns in like North Dakota, South Dakota, I want to say, was it Wisconsin that's over there? Like Sarah and I did like this, this road trip and numerous people were like, you guys are from Minneapolis. Yeah, I can see that. And we were like, no, we're from Canada. And they were like, well, you don't sound, because I, I think we don't sound like Manitobans. No, you don't. You don't sound like the TV SNL like stupid movie "How I Met Your Mother" Canadian accent, which is literally made up. Literally, no one sounds like that. No one says a boot. Not a single person in the history of the world has ever said a boot. It's a boat, which is weird and funny. But mm, I guess that's what I think you can say sound boot, like. Like in like uh, the maritime accent. Okay, gets, gets I'm there. gonna I'm gonna pull out my linguistics degree on you, and I'm gonna tell you no, that's not true. <laughs> Dialectologically, that is not true. The that's a ma- that is a ma- close, yeah. Though. No, they go they a say boat. About, they go about. Yeah, Listen, but I'm that's from the not a boot. So that's we can just base it on me. But I also was born up on the border of Maine, How so I have this fucking Bar Harbor. Yeah, but that's uh, not, it's not, yeah, exactly. it's not a boot. <laughs> no, it's not a boot. It's, it's not B-O-O-T, but like you do get the but like. That, okay, but watch, watch any character in, a, know, in an American thing where they're like, this is a Canadian accent. <laughs> so that's what people thought. Like when you go, I'm Canadian, they're like, why don't you say a boot? Why aren't you licking a donut? Like that's what they mean. Licking a donut. They don't have like, they don't have like a them. careful like catalog of <laughs> Canadian <laughs> accents. Okay. No, but apparently our accent, numerous people in South Dakota. Yeah, really but that's. That's what I'm that saying. We were specifically I think from Minneapolis, because they were like, we have an our Canadian accent. I think is urban Minnesotan, which I was like, oh, because we always we were just laughing about the Minnesotan accent in Fargo, and yeah, I was like, but apparently, but, but if you're from the city, one. yeah, exactly, that's a rural Minnesotan accent. But if you like take that <laughs> accent and like filter it through living in a real city, you might end up with Canadian question mark. Like numerous people were like. Oh, you guys are from Minneapolis. Like I could tell from the accent, and sometimes I was like, "Yep," because you were in a place that you didn't want to be necessarily be recognized as Canadian. Because South Dakota is terrifying. People hate, people hate Canadians. People hate Canadians. The other thing yeah. about hang on, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but whatever I have. If you say "God damn it" in a bar in South Dakota, like a couple people will look at you because you just took the Lord's name in vain. Oh, I thought you were going to say because that means you have to buy everyone a drink. No, like like, <laughs> like, like swearing doesn't necessarily turn heads, but like if you say "God damn it." Like, uh, like does it be like qualify a cu- as saying it in vain, or is that just actually like blasphemy? Because damning My something is also blasphemy. I think it, well, if you just say Jesus when something's like really big, that's using it. What in about vain. during sex? Uh, I didn't have any sex. With it locals, depends. Sorry. Was it wor- was it worth it? Was it was it that good though? You know. Yeah, exactly. Did you actually? <laughs> well, sometimes vain, it's performative, or were you just right? Kind of flippantly did saying you, it. Did, did you really mean to bring up God's name? Did yeah. you transcend when you were banging and see me? the Lord? <laughs> Like, if so, then it's fine. It's not breaking any Bible rules. <laughs> We're going to stone you. 
anyway, North but Dakota. I was like, it was like, like Sarah was just like, oh, like goddamn, whatever else like that, and like, like, couple times different bars, like you just see like heads turn slow, and you're, I was like. And they're just like, remember I'm like, Salem. I'm like, babe, don't say GD. Don't say GD. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like, it, w- it was weird. Like, they probably also were like, why is this 12-year-old little girl saying God damn? <laughs> why is this, fair, why is this angry little pixie woman? <laughs> why does she have the mouth of a sailor? We're, yeah. <laughs> we're far from the sea, and she's taking the Lord's name in vain. She's... <laughs> she's I thought we just discussed this, Keith. That's blasphemy. Oh, snap. <laughs> Blasphemous. Have you guys watched Midnight Club at all? Like when you're... Uh, the, the Jess is nodding. Yeah. The Midnight I Club? Yeah. No, I can't stand that guy, but I didn't mind uh, Midnight Mass. <laughs> Christopher Pike? You don't like Christopher Pike? Midnight like Club. Who's Christopher Pike? What's the Midnight Club? What are we talking about? It's Mike about? Flanagan who's doing all the shows, but Midnight Club is based on a Christopher Pike novel. And then also pulling from... like Christopher Pike is kind of a Stephen King light, I mm. guess. Gotta Google author. everything. Yeah. Je- I'm like Jess Je- seemed to be more familiar with Christopher <laughs> Pike. Like, 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 kind of like a Stephen King for tweens, almost. Yeah, like I get the sense just from like I haven't actually read anything yeah. by by him, but I do get the sense that it's like more YA, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's like has like that feel to it. Yeah. So what I'm getting here is that Midnight Club is a series of arcade-style racing video games. Nope. Oh, I like those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the no, frame. You're still not going to tell me what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm going to. It's a Netflix show. It's a Netflix show. Mike Flanagan's a director. He's kind of, he came out, he did this uh, Stephen King adaptation that people loved. I've watched some of his movies and or his TV He's shows. He's a bunch of, a bunch of And I, I don't like any of them, except for I watched Midnight Mass and I kind of enjoyed You didn't like Gerald's it. Game? I couldn't watch Gerald's Game. I like Gerald's Game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I just, oh, I'm yeah, just on my thing. Teach their own, anyway. But like, Jess and I are both horror fans. Yeah. Jess goes further than I do. I stay within the sort of aspect of other things, but just Yeah, like I'm obsessed. Obsessed with it. Yeah. It's a problem. Got a very cotton candy is, is first impression for someone who really loves horror, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Just also, so we, just so we know, we, I, we need to describe Jess's t-shirt, I think, for the listeners, which <laughs> says, sugar-coated good guys, but it's, it is a, it's, chucky. it's a chucky. And uh, vitamin fortified. And, and his nose is bleeding. And it says, gives and sh- you... And she's drinking a cranberry and soda. So it does look like she has a glass of blood in her hand. Wow. <laughs> it does look like that. And I didn't I didn't watch her order it, so I don't know that she didn't order a glass <laughs> of blood. I don't know that. Someone, someone's air quotes sleeping at the bar, but Jess drained him dry. Filled up her glass with his... <laughs> I was watching OG Nosferatu, and they kept... Ref- like, in the... the like the 1920s yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a yeah. short version of the 1920s version. And I can't even remember, but they kept referring to, like, like the, the vamp, like the creature, the vampire, like, suckling on, like, hellish concoction. <laughs> I'm like, it's blood. Like, what is he doing? They're, like, 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 like suckling upon, well, like, because it was ripping, it was because it was ripping off Dracula, they had to change the word blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 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 but it was, like, suckling upon a hellish concoction. It was, like, it's blood. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, I guess blood is maybe, a, I guess, if you want a, a concoction of everything inside. But I was, like, no, why? You just say it's blood. <laughs> anyway. Longer than you expect. It's a weird film. I've watched it. I'm excited for the remake. The re-re-remake, I guess. Of which one? Sorry. Nosferatu. 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 I always pronounce that wrong. Because the Werner Herzog Nosferatu has has kind of nothing to do with OG Nosferatu. It's basically just Dracula. Yeah. Well, that's what what it was, though. Well, no, but like there's the, like Nosferatu has like the boat and they're shipping him and all that. Like that doesn't happen in the Werner Herzog one. No, but they're ripping off Dracula on purpose. Like they wanted, they had to change the name. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. But yeah. No, no it like became it, its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not. It's well, not. Well, they're also doing no. Oh, but it, that that appears in Dracula. The boat. Thing? The boat thing. Yeah, the boat thing is in the yeah. dra- like in the OG Dracula. Yes. Yeah. The shipping of him. Because they're doing a whole movie just based on that. On the boat. Yep. Really, really glad we got we got plug in the the show and podcast off the off the docket so we could just keep doing this for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's a whole thing. We come back to it. It's horror. We, yeah, we circle back. We're, we're circling, circling back. All art is in a conversation with his past. What we're doing we is we're establishing Jason and Jess as like fans of the genre, and like now they're going to take their own thing, take everything they've learned from these horror films, and inject it into an improvised story mm-hmm. of the terrors of Misery's Grove. I listen. I genuinely i i just i just like that because often we do this on the podcast for about 45 minutes before we get onto the thing we're plugging so i just i was just glad we we got out of the way i'm very i'm very happy to, to just to just chat away just did the entire cast uh were they horror people or did you give them who, homework assignments who, who is our like, cast why don't we let's plug our, that we yeah just we, we already mentioned one of them uh, in did the we? uh the improvised cast of lighthouse Oh yeah, Dimitri. Dimitri yes, Dimitri. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, Mark wonderful Roland. Man. Gorgeous tattoos. Yeah. Mark uh, Roland. Say Harmanji. Say Harmanji. Uh, uh, Marilyn DT. Uh, James McGee. And myself. And Twiggy, as we yeah. call Twiggy. in the wrestling circles. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, so many people, I'm like, oh yeah, Twiggy. And people and are like, you, what are you talking about? And if you're ever about? talking like, to Walter J. Link, don't you bring that man up because he will get very angry. He loves James McGee. He loves Twiggy. He's very defensive of him. Uh-huh. Who? You talk of Walter. Oh, yeah, Walter. Walter, you make a joke about James. Listen, friendships will end, okay? Walter <laughs> will yell at you at brunch. He will yell at you at brunch. So don't do that. <laughs> don't touch Twiggy. That's sacred ground. Hey, look, I'm the same way. I totally agree with that. Walter and I both worked for him at wrestling. So it's, we understand how that guy takes on these massive jobs and does them with like a, a fair amount of style and grace. The guy's great. So it's I'm like with Walter play. on that. You know, you know what happened? I, I, I joked with Walter. I asked him whether James's um, uh, wrestling persona wore really heavy eyeliner as a reference to Twiggy, the supermodel. Right, yes. And Walter became furious, and he was what? like, "Do you know how important this?" He's like, "You could have looked up a video of him." And I was like, "Do you think I genuinely am one?" Yeah, he's like, "Do you think I'm genuinely wondering whether James put a bunch of eyeliner on?" I know I could have looked that up. I'm, yes, yes. I'm just making. I'm just You're making I'm, a comment about Twiggy the yeah, Superman. Yeah, I'm making a joke to you at brunch, but no. Oh my God, no. Anyway. <laughs> I do. I'm still mad about it. I well, am still Walter's mad about a passionate it. guy. He is a passionate guy, and he did apologize later. That is on the record. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that is to say that I think that James deserves that sort of uh, loyalty. He's like, uh, he's very, very good hey, at what he does. I love James yeah. McGee, and I don't even know anything. I just am mad that you brought up this whole Twiggy supermodel thing. Okay. <laughs> 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 Those wrestling shows that we were in, by the way, with Walter and stuff, were just insane. Like we just the characters we play, the things we play. I played his brother, and everyone just booed me on the stage, uh, on the ring, and it was I like it that. is. Un- I love. I I didn't know that. Also, see, this is also something that would make Walter furious that I didn't know this. But yeah. I, I love that. I had no idea that you, Walter, and James like that there was that there was yeah. like a history. Dimitri, Dimitri, plays, his, Dimitri was plays his son. Plays yeah. his son. And we come on stage. Oh my God. And what it is is that I'm from Sudbury, and I'm his brother, and I'm visiting, and I'm like, I'm just super. Oh, hey, everybody, and everyone just boos me because James is is kind of the villain. So that he's trying, what he's doing in this wrestling, he's trying to go, no, no, I'm a good guy. Here's my family. Mm-hmm. So he brings me and Dimitri <laughs> and Carmen. They're like, nice fucking try. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I used to run a sub shop and I'm just like talking high and I, I talk about my wife who, who's, you know, and then one of the wrestlers ends up being one of my sons who, who gets defeated and goes into a coma 
then I'm there. Defeated by James. By someone else, some other wrestler, but that's my reason for being there. And so my wife has locked herself into a room, and we're not seeing her anymore. And then, yeah, it's the most bizarre thing. I'd walk out on stage, and all these people, I'd be like, yeah, and our dog, we we lost our dog, Scruffy or something. And there'd be somebody, fuck Scruffy. (laughs) (laughs) But then you go out into the crowd, and they're super gracious, and they move out of the way, and they kind of just, they love the, because I'm not a wrestling, I'm not a big wrestling fan at all. I don't care, but I was amazed to see this kind of community. I mean, yeah, yeah. that that would have been very cool to witness if it, if it had some been happening. But because I'm also not a big wrestling fan, but I would love the people who I know and and admire to like see what they're up to in that. In yeah, I that think scene, Dimitri you know? and James kissed each other in the mouth on there one time, and he's supposed to be okay. son. Okay, see that I would love to see more of. <laughs> now um, we're talking. Now we're drinking gas. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Bringing it back. <laughs> I, uh, back. I, Our host is gone. Just everyone knows. What happened? Keith is taking a little pee-pee poo-poo, so we are over here. Oh, he's back. Oh, and sorry. he heard that. You don't stop talking because I got it. No, we were <laughs> No, I, I, Well, oh, you're going to have to edit the podcast. No, oh, I will not. No. This will all be in the show. There's going to be a full two-second pause. It's going to be so awkward. Oh, well, you were gone. We just talked about cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> now you guys are all really big into it, and it's going to bounce back. The market's going to turn around. <laughs> Listen, I own some NFTs. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Uh, I did want to ask you about that, though. Um, about NFTs? No, yes. <laughs> I, you are an expert, are you not? <laughs> Uh, no, but in yes, terms of editing and turning it into a podcast. Yes. So um, how, much, how much editing is going to happen? So I will tell you, I have... Uh, a project that I've never released because I never finished it because the pandemic happened and I got sad. Um, but it was, we were um, doing a live role-playing game. Oh, nice. Recording. And then I would like cut it together and add a, like, a ton of post effects. I'd recorded five out of six episodes. Like, bam, 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 like that kind of. Yeah, yeah. kind of stuff like that. Like, like drop yeah. the keys on the table and you hear like the jingle jangle and there's music. Or like just tra- like sad adult men crying. Yeah, which is most of role-playing. Which, um. which was done uh, in-house. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I also like cut out a lot of anything that I thought was like repetitious or redundant. If I was explaining, I'm like, actually, guys, we're here. And like, it, mm-hmm. like cut all that. And it was an intense editing process. So are you... I'm looking to do the opposite of yeah. An you're looking to do this show, process. which is where I press record, <laughs> and then he just up he just uploads yeah. it. And then he I just upload. uploads it. I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel inclined to also add that like we we have a live musician for the show, oh, um, yes, Pat McMaster, awesome. who's going to be doing uh, some like folk horror type sounds. Okay, so there will be a score, That's even though it's score. an improvised Pat score. And I, also, Pat yeah. and I were in improv level one together. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really? we were. And then I went, not for me, thank you. And I went to do stand up, and I guess. And now, sort of stuck with it. Toronto's oh, calling. Yeah, Toronto's exactly. Calling. But that's, um, that's big shoddiness nice. up on the Rick Mercer show coming up. Okay, uh, listen, I did not mean to take the spotlight away from Pat just over here. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> what are you, where are you at, Pat? I, I'm just saying I, knew, you him on when, I knew him when, and now he's on the terrors of Little Shop of we Horrors. What is <laughs> Jesus. We met, we know Pat through improv and through, like, he, we do, uh, Jess and I are usually often in this show called the Sunday Sunday show that happens every two weeks at Montreal mm-hmm. Improv, and Pat, we have that, the narrative part of that yeah. uh, is soundtracked by either Thomas Victorio, and then sometimes we bring in Pat, we brought in Pat, Pat's got a big, is a big fan of, like, soundtracks like Alien and things like that, so okay, it's kind of cool. works. And I mean, yeah. especially, I feel that, like, once you, if you have a keyboard and a, like, a good basis of, like, what your your score 
should sound like you can you're you're all set like the yeah 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 and you're like and just like as long as you're paying attention i think it like horror potentially lends itself the most to like musical improv over a lot of other genres because you can kind of like find those familiar like tension rising beats and then like reveals and like whatever like it, it's just takes an attentive sound like person paying attention. Yeah, it. exactly. Like yeah. A, a person who's like, well, like I said, yeah, I but would say. Yeah, but they can add so much to it. They can add so much. Yeah, they can yeah. Add like so much it's heighten an emotion. Add heighten add the, yeah, a yeah like a person who is ready to sit there and improvise ch- with ch- the performers the on stage. Change the tone also if you're yeah. moving on. You know, like just very, very yep. much facilitate. Yeah, like when you when you do like I so so much of horror I think like relies on like sound design and stuff. Like, listen up, Pat. I know you're listening. <laughs> no, but like, so for instance, like, even when you have like a hyper tense scene and then mm-hmm. you cut to like the next day and there's like a cockadoodle-doo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, you just like light, let in like a lighter thing. You can like disarm the audience to be like, it's safe now. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I just got really excited because I thought of a movie I just saw recently that did this so beautifully yeah. that like with a song and I can't remember the name of the song, but it was Barbarian. Yes, Barbarian's... Um, a mi- oh, it was... When, a, when there's the cut, when sorry, the cut... You mean the, do you mean the Justin another? Long scene? Yes. Yeah, when it, yeah, when it cuts Donovan. to Justin Long, you're like, oh, everything's okay, but Ricky you're like... But you're so uneasy. Yes, because of what just happened. Because of like how all of a sudden there's like a bright and sunny scene yeah. and then like... It's such a great scene. <gasps> yeah, and then there's just like... This guy's just like driving me like... Like it's not like for some reason... You, you said the correct thing. The correct song, but like in my head, it might as well be like semi charm time of life. Like, it's like the 60s version of that song. Yeah, exactly. Like it's him just like driving along like the Sunset Coast or whatever, and you're just like, what What just happened? And it's like moments after something horrific, and you can like play with an audience's emotion yeah. really quickly. So I'm like, I feel there's a lot of like, yeah, because it's so oppressive at that point. And something happens, and you're just like, oh, and then it just switches to sunny yeah. day, and this assholes like driving this car singing this song it was yeah. great great yeah. film by the way maybe not for you might that it's it's hard i'd say it's barbarian yeah it's hard horror although yeah. there is there's very no. funny there's funny things it's not that bad i mean maybe yeah it's it's almost constant like tension and you're ready for shit to hit that's a fan. movie that's funny though yeah. it's very it's, funny it's very very good at like those comedic moments to like just give you a mm-hmm. sense of like <sighs> but like but then but like but but like would you say I'm I'm just interrupting you now? <laughs> would you say because I'm not I'm not very much of a horror person, but would you say that the the f- the films that do employ comedy well in a subtle way, not like in a big sort mm-hmm. of like hokey way, do end up being almost like scarier because they they lull you back and they and they yeah. and they inter- because like life life is complex, life is serious, it's sad, it's funny, it's scary, it's all of it. So I feel like movies that are exclusively start to finish like horrifying and bloody, almost like lose their footing in realism so much that the people who are not baby hearted like me can, can watch them <laughs> from a distance. I think it's an accessible thing, yeah. But but the movies that, that are sort of like more grounded in, in the in the fact that Bleak. there are that, that there are moments of, of funniness, there are moments of, mm-hmm. of, of you know, of calm and of mm-hmm. whatever, like mm-hmm. they end up getting you more because they're more like Real, yeah, yeah. But they, but yeah, they also, totally. like I said, they disarm you as an yeah, audience exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. They also they put you at ease. And, and, and but bam. then, like, like so, like a, a lighthearted scene like that, you're just like, you still know what movie you're watching, so you're yeah. still like, you're like, oh, everything's okay, but you're like, I know it's the middle of the movie and everything is not. But okay. that's an, I yeah. think that's an <laughs> But that is an accessibility issue because you're basically yeah. going like, this movie will be watched by more people yeah. because it's going to have these moments as opposed to something that's like presents itself as a bleak sort of thing that's like dark all the way through. That's going to appeal to a certain people. Certain people aren't going to go see that. Yeah. yeah. 
so that sort of last, like, you know, uh, and I think, like, Barbarian's directed and written, or at least directed by a sketch comedian. Mm. Oh, uh, as interesting. Is, like, Jordan Peele, same thing, comes from sketch, and just kind of, like, they have this sense of the language of these kind of, like, eerie, weird, off-putting things, but always have humor. Yeah. 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 That works. Because um, they're, they're more versed in, like, relatability, and, like, reaching the audience and what they know, mm-hmm. than, yeah. than, like... Horror writers would be, I'm guessing, kind of. I mean, by yeah. default, by they, default, they, sort of. If you, you know, watch, like, like, say, if you watch like uh, some Key and Peele, you'll see a series of like sketches that Peele seems to have written that are very based. Like, there's one where he's like, it's like he's a he's at a, a breakfast at a hotel and he's very excited about how you know all the free the uh, you know muffins and things like that. And he's like, oh, I can't believe this. And at the end of it, it's it's the zoom in on a picture like the Overlook Hotel, like he's been there forever. So it's basically <laughs> like from The Shining. So basically, I think that these sketch comedians in particular understand the bizarreness of like taking it because Get Out is a very bizarre, strange mm-hmm. thing that maybe potentially only a sketch comedian could come up with. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And the, and again, and the funny like I think like. When you're watching a like when you're watching a horror movie that is both like genuinely horror and also like genuinely funny, you you have this weird moment of you're like, like get out. I remember when they're um, when they have like the, the 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 white couples wearing the traditional scarves or whatever, and you're like, oh no, and you're like you're laughing at them, but you yeah. still but you still know what movie you're watching, so you're like, I know things are gonna go badly, so you have like yeah. like that laughter comes from like it's still genuine, it's genuinely funny what you're watching. But, like, you also still know that, like, l- within the next hour, shit's going to go down. You know? And I was like, and it's like this weird thing that happens to the audience of, like, you're like, I'm enjoying these moments. It's like but a, I, a nervous, anxious But I still laughter. have an anticipation <laughs> of, like, something is going to get wild, and I don't really know what it is yet. Yeah. Like, I was, I was fortunate enough to, like, a number of people were like, the less you know about Barbarian, the better. Yes. So, so uh, you guys have already ruined it for me, is what you're saying? No, not <laughs> no, at, not no. at all. Although, but I did learn that the the trailer is literally like every clip in the trailer. I, I didn't even watch the trailer on people's recommendations. Every clip in the trailer is only from the first act. Yeah, yeah, they don't show the second. Like, act. like they they do not show the second <laughs> act. But I had like a spoiler for me in that I Justin Long had like given an interview about it. So like I, because I knew Justin Long was going to be in it, I was like, oh no. This is the guy who played the Mac in the Mac and PC ads, right? Am I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. I've never really cared it's about, you. but You're, he was you. great. It's you. It's, it's you. me. Yeah. I have an alarm set for seven oh three. Oh, okay. Well, that's all, folks. Thank hey, you. Hey, yeah. it's time to go to work. The show. We did it. <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea what that alarm is for. Yes, it's the Mac. I liked him. I, I've I just never had any. It was never any part of my life. I don't like think he. Uh, it. The, the two things I know he was in is the is the the, the Apple ads, and uh, he's just not that into you. Weirdly, as right. a as a sort of like almost a playboy. Inter- interesting casting, yeah. and that's right. all I know of Justin Long. <laughs> I but I saw him in a lot of those Apple ads, I so I feel very familiar with him right. as someone who I would not put in a horror movie. <laughs> Well, which I think is the point of him. Hell, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, a hundred percent. Which, which is the point of him. Which is like that that transition we just talked about, and then his his general character arc throughout is a funny, and then b because it's Justin Long, you're like, how big of a shithead is he? Is like the question that's in your mind the entire way. Like, are you? Well, like, you find out pretty soon how big of a shithead he is. No, <laughs> but like, but, but you know what? He rises to new heights even yeah, even after that. Oh, by the end, he's oh, still yes. got, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Is you're just sort of like, you're like, am I giving him the benefit of the doubt? You're like, nope, not about that. Yeah. Nope, not about that. Yeah. Nope, not about that. And it's like a dial that keeps like, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Keeps cranking up. Like, which is, that's when I say, you're, I'm not, 
the characters like <laughs> there's no redeemable there's no redeemable elements yeah. of him but like what could be like diminishes as it, <laughs> as it goes one by one yes. redeemable qualities like <laughs> like just fall off of him but you're like it's still Justin Long who you're like initial in, like Initial reaction is like, oh, it's just long. Yeah, but he gives you it, what he does. <laughs> what he what he serves in that I think is he gives you someone to go. I don't give a fuck what happens to this guy. Like, let's yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> let's see this punishment exacted on him. Yeah, yeah. He's, that, he's is, around. that just makes me think because there's like two two com- comedic shows in particular that very much embody this, which I think is like an interesting thing that people enjoy to watch. But like, uh, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia and Arrested mm. Development mm-hmm. are about people who especially as it goes on becomes so irredeemable that you can't do anything but enjoy the ways that, yeah. that things don't work out for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't, you know, like, and I feel like the the, the classic storyline or the archetype of like writing a hero is, is supposed to be somewhere someone you're supposed to cheer for, yeah. who you're supposed to root for, who you're supposed to feel like identified by and, and whatever. But I, I think that there's like so much to explore in the irredeemable character. Yeah. I really... Mm-hmm. And oh, for I, sure. Obviously, everybody. Like, they're extremely popular comedies where people like that, you know? like. But I've, I've heard, like, a number of people tell me that, like, I can't really watch uh, Always Sunny because you're like, I don't... Some people... Well, yeah, I don't like my for sister's any of like them. that. Even though like. she likes Arrested Development, I think there's something about, like, the humor that still gets her in a way that, like, in, in oh. It's Always Sunny... I like, remember with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Out, you know? Curb Your Enthusiasm, course, which I love. yeah. yeah is a show that when I first started watching it, I couldn't watch that many in a row because I was like, oh, this is just too much of this kind of thing. I mean, mm. this is one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was still loved it. I was just like, I couldn't watch a bunch in a row. Now I could just watch them endlessly. It doesn't matter to me. But like, yeah, that sort of thing. died inside. I died inside. Uh-huh. I lost any sort of semblance <laughs> of humanity that I had. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I and, uh, <laughs> which, uh, you know, so I started understanding and going, oh, this is about me. Yeah. <laughs> The same thing happens when you're like a big horror fan, I find. Yeah. There's like a desensitization process that mm-hmm. comes into play well, I always, <laughs> at some I, point. I always like <laughs> harken back when people were just sort of like, oh, like horror movies are scary. Like there was a certain point, like it was like literally a switch went off <clears throat> at some point in high school yeah. where I was like, oh, the killer is the main character. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden your brain starts like processing everything differently. You're like, all these teens, pff, doesn't they, matter. They are, Who I makes mean, like, it? Who dies? Who dies? Doesn't that, matter. That's almost like the right the joke of anything that makes fun of horror movies that they're like the the people who you're who you're used to thinking as the main characters until you have that shift are, yeah. are always making horrible decisions. They're okay. not particularly nice to each other. They're not like very bright or exciting individuals. Yeah. They're just sort of they're just prey. Yeah, exactly. The, the complex and like exciting character is is the villain. Yeah, you're like, how did why did he get this way? Why did this happen? Like yeah. like, like that's always when you're like I said a, a, like a very traditional like. Michael Myers, like Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, like Freddy, like like you're like yeah, they they are the stars of those films mm-hmm. in a big way. The teenagers <laughs> are interchangeable, you know. Like that's that's that's, that's why all. I don't like slasher. I don't like slasher films a lot as a general as a genre because I find, especially Friday the Thirteenth. I find it's just like a cynical thing. Oh. And I so I don't like the feeling of it at all. I mm. love Friday the Thirteenth. You watch X? From <laughs> yeah, I like X. High West. Yeah, I liked X and particularly loved Pearl. Yeah, I haven't watched Pearl yet. Like, I, <laughs> it's better. I'm, is it? I'm it not, is. Yeah. I it's a different not, thing, though. I was not super, like, X was one of those things where I was like, oh, I think this would, like, hit hard to a, like, air quotes, like, non-horror fan. Well, it's a pastiche, but, like, right? And but, it's like, playing with exactly. All the- that's it. Like, like to, to a horror, f- like, to me, having watched, like, hundreds of horror movies, whatever, I was like, 
oh, I get it. You've like taken the genre and like put it on a 90 degree angle or whatever. And like, and of course, like it's like the the most virginal person dies first. Like where it was like like it was so counter the tropes that I could still predict everything that was about to happen. I think X is <laughs> good because it's funny and the cast is great. Yeah, I didn't love like I loved I liked a lot of it. Mm-hmm. There was a real nice like because what they pulled from was like these sort of 70s sort of idyllic like uh, let's scare Jessica to death or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. and I loved that and I understood it as a pastiche. Yeah, and but I, I never would have said oh this is one of my fa- like great movies. Yeah, Pearl, which it sets up, is a different type of movie and it has its own thing like it's great i'd be interested i'm interested i'm like like i'm like ty west is one of those guys who uh now we're getting deep horror cuts sorry and like ty well, west i was gonna talk about fraser next so whatever i don't everybody <laughs> oh wow i've heard of that listen i don't want to tell you what season two of your horror podcast may be but is it fraser but a horror show <laughs> Isn't, I, I i've seen fraser is that not a horror show but now i'm at like just like, like imagine where like whenever he gives here, listen, this is the pitch. It's Frasier, radio host, Seattle, everything else like that. But, like, when he gives bad advice and, like, the person calls back and they're like, your advice didn't go well, Doc, he then kills them and hides them. Yeah. And then the theme like, song plays. And it's just sort of like, he's like, you're going to ruin my reputation, Mary. Exactly, that's it. So it's like, it's like Frasier still is a, like, radio therapist, but then, like, whenever he, like, misleads someone, he just, like, kills them to cover up the tracks. That's my pitch for, like, Dark Frasier. Leaving it out I there was, in the internet. I just the reason I was going to bring it up is because that is one of those shows that I had to I had to experience. I feel like a similar shift in order to enjoy it because it's very much one of those sitcoms that's based like all the storylines are about things not quite working out for the main characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like he meets a gorgeous woman who's smart and beautiful, whatever, like his type perfectly, and has somehow he screws it up or someone else screws it up for him. He gets a job and he loses it. Like all the characters are, especially him and his brother, are constantly experiencing that. So when you fr- if you first start watching it as them being the heroes who you root for, that mm-hmm. becomes very stressful. But when I realized that if I evaluate them on my own taste, I was like, oh, these guys are 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 massive pricks. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, I, I I don't I don't just take it at face value that the main characters are the heroes. I go. Who are these people as people? I don't like them. Then the fact yeah. that things never work out for them is almost satisfying. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Or, or like, it's at like least no longer like hard wrenching or whatever it is. You know, you're and you know that it's going to happen, and then you kind of enjoy the ride. And I feel like a lot of horror is is that you you know what's going to happen in, in the overall arc of it, and you just enjoy the ride of of the particular form that it takes in whatever movie you're watching or yeah. book mm-hmm. that you're reading. You just go, okay, what, what is this one? What's this one? What's the thing yeah. that goes wrong? And then wrong? Anytime, the that anytime, kills, like, you know? as, as a horror fan, anytime it veers from that, I'm like, oh. Like, you know, like, like I, know the, the, I know the beats of a horror film, I'm sure as you guys do too. And anytime there's any deviation, you're like, hang on. And then, like, you get, like, really interested. <laughs> and then a cat jumps out of the closet. <laughs> but that, that's a jump scare. That's, that's like, nothing. And you but, go, a cat? But, like, like no, but, like, but, like X, X is a good example. The fact that, like, the virginal guy is the first kill oh that, like but that character that's i mean that that guy gets what he it's hilarious for that, sure I find but, that funny. no but i'm just saying but like but it, but then you like like that kill becomes so much more satisfying if you've watched all the normal 70s exploitation horror films and you know the guy being like porn is gross and you're like 
That's usually the guy who's like. But, d- but he does he he doesn't do that. What he does is he goes he's fine with it until his girlfriend wants to do. Yeah, porn. it's so much worse. And they, then he's upset. Yeah, <laughs> he has that great crying in the shower scene. Fair enough. Just the best. But at the same time, but you're like, but but still, like the the, the character I think closest to chastity still eats it first, right? Which is like you're like. Well, they gr- change it because she's supposed to be that. His girlfriend is kind of sort of the innocent. Yeah, exactly. That that's it. Like, like she's presented as the most chaste character. Then she's like, no, 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 I want to do this. So, like all of those things yeah. are like, those like they play fine in the film, but then they play like I think more interesting if you're like a horror fan to be like, oh, now this character is going this way. Is she the main character? I still no. And like like you know what I mean? Like you're they're yeah. like he's playing with the audience, the horror film audience, in a way that I think only like a. Horror film. Well, fan. well, if you're like, yeah, because those guys were, yeah, exactly, because you're kind of working within this kind of like knowing sort of idea of what you're doing with all, with horror. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But do, but just do you like like really like harsh bleak horror? Can you can you enjoy it, or do you, does it always have to have that kind of? Yeah. You can enjoy it. I can enjoy it. I can't it take depends. something that's too nihilistic and goes on for too much. Like I have a hard time with that sometimes. Yeah, give oh. some exa- Not that it's going to help me, but contextualize entirely. But give some examples. Where the line is for you? Where do you roughly? land on like metamorphose? If you're familiar, I don't know that one. What is that? Well, yeah. What is that? Okay. <laughs> metamorphose is like a film that's like nearly two hours of like a no. woman slowly decomposing. No. No, well, what's that? I, I've already seen that. It's hard body horror. And it's like, it's, You've it's seen it in his garage. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's boring. Boring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think like anything, like I can appreciate an artist, as, and I can ex- appreciate exploitation films that end up being that sort of, because I can, there's something like, say, Maniac, which I can right. enjoy Maniac, because I can see what a lot of times with that I, I enjoy, because I go, I can see, I can picture like um, a film crew making this yeah. and trying to do this and, and this, and it's really unsavory. And, and I like that. I like that sort of, New York scum sort of aspect of things, but if a film is, I'm trying to Matthew? think of something like which Martyrs one? is hard. Martyrs, oh. I didn't mind Martyrs, but like, but Mar- yeah, too Martyrs much of that. is dark. Yeah, like, I but love that it. kind of thing. Martyrs, I, is a I liked Martyrs dark. a lot too, but it's but that but Martyrs that is, is a good film. But, it's like right, but it's, it's not, not very a, dark. <laughs> it's not a good date movie. Like if you're <laughs> <laughs> if you're like going on a first date with someone who's maybe not a huge horror fan, it's like not the. Are you speaking from experience? Is this like? <laughs> no, I watched that movie alone, okay. but I'm like I'm thinking in my head of like, you know, a situation where I would show someone a film. That's not a film I would show yeah, someone. Yeah, uh, I would say Mar- <laughs> like, like Martyrs is up there with a like. You're not down with like being like challenged from a horror perspective. Like it's not. I can tell you what. Not to say it's complicated to understand. It's not a comp like a challenging film capital F. It's just like from a challenging like what you're about to go through. It's an endurance test. I have no taste for things like Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, me neither. I um problem. What's the what's the one the fairy uh. I spit on your grave. Oh yeah. I can't watch those films. I don't enjoy them. But she comes back. It's a oh no, I get movie. it, and I don't judge any. <laughs> I don't judge anybody for it. I'm just saying that for me, that oppressive atmosphere is not the atmosphere. So like I high enjoy. tension. How, how is? No, I like high tension. I love tension. I love. I love being no, no, scared. No, 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 no. I'm saying high tension. The film, Otancion, like the French film. Oh, high tension. tension. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. I have I, not I seen that one yet. Oh I can't remember. my goodness, it's so good, and it is. It is a like, like once once the film starts, you're about like 20 minutes in, and like once it starts, like it 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 is like. Foot on the gas pedal, nonstop. Yeah, but, I think I've heard of it. But like, uh, oppressive is not necessarily the right word because like it's 
like very rarely does the killer get like the upper hand. Like I, it's not like torture porn in any way of like which I hate. Yeah, like tor- like I get I'm not an Eli Roth fan at all. I can understand a lot of aversion for a horror film. If you're like, they got the person and now they're captured and now we're they're just doing stuff. I'm like, eh. no, but like like this is like a, a cat and mouse. Yeah, I no, I think like, I, I've heard of this film. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it does, I, but I, like I don't last house on the left. I don't like that. Horror fans, like it's like it's one on my of, list. Yeah, it's, it's one of my. <laughs> If I were to make like a top ten horror films of all time, like it would, I would be somewhere, if not on, definitely on the list. Like certainly in contention. What's number like, one? Number one, the best horror movie ever made is the original Alien film. Okay, that's in my top ten, but not my it's number the one. best horror movie do ever. A, do you have made. a number one? Do you have a number one, Jess? <laughs> Gosh, I love The Exorcist. Wow. Like I can just like curl up and put the exorcist on and have a nice wow, time. That's such a nice time. Like it's a comfy, cozy movie for me, which I is an insane that. thing yeah. to say. But I mean I think, at, at the same time, like once you get well, like once you have like a favorite horror movie, like and the the the, the shocks and whatever are done. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah, like I know these are coming and they become like like yeah. they, they can become comfortable. So I, I really love Scream too. Scream, like scream 2. as well or Scream 2? I love Scream. Okay. But Scream 2 takes the like camp to like a whole other level that I love. Um, I love that. Like I said, the, like campy movies are absolutely like fun and like comforting. Like we talked at the beginning of the show yeah. about like the, the Sleepaway Camp remake. Like I was like, yeah, like that. Oh, that the Slumber Party Massacre? Slumber Party. Slumber yeah. Party, yeah. Not Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is also very good, incidentally. Like Sleepaway Camp is... Like, I guess, like, it really depends on your read <laughs> of what's going on in Sleepaway Camp, whether it's exploitative or subversive or it's whatever. It's completely exploitative. It doesn't survive these days. That, that film is, like, always a meme. It's, like, it's too transphobic to be, like, something you can actually, like, watch but, and enjoy. But it's, it's well, which not one? Sorry. I Sleepaway Camp. Camp. I was pee-pee-poo-pooing now, guys. <laughs> I will. I, I don't know. I will. Okay, when was the last time you rewatched Sleepaway Camp? Since I was, like, 10. So rewatch it now. No, I've seen the. I know it. I, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the twist. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking about the twist. But even the framing is like I don't necessarily know if it's a transphobic film. Oh, I don't. I mean, like, it like, is. The scare hinges on that that horror discovery. You know what's a transphobic film? Is Mrs. Doubtfire. Fair. Yeah. This that is the. Is this is exactly the I'm same. Gonna, plot. I'm gonna keep somehow circling back to a comedy every time. <laughs> 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 but it's only gonna be Frasier and Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Anything you say, I'm gonna somehow make it about Frasier or Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. I, I, I. In no way am I gonna say that. Like, obviously, like the trans character is. is no, no. I, I'm just killer. saying. He's no, but I'm just saying. But like, but it's like when you rewatch it, the way it's shot, the way it's film the way it's whatever else like that it is not necessarily painted like look at what this freak is doing like it's like it's weirdly like someone thought more about it than you remember i rewatched it like two years ago and i was like oh this oh, is sorry. not the you movie think it's a more I, thoughtful film this is not the movie that i remembered it because i just remembered it as like absolutely like trans character is the villain that's the scare look at this ah screaming in your face that was my memory of it and then when i watched the whole thing it was not to say there was none of that because it was still the, the nuance. So it was still an exploitative <laughs> horror film. From it just like it's the it's I saw that movie a long time ago, and even then, I didn't. It's not about that. About the ending. I, I just saying like even then, I was like, oh, this is another knockoff. That yeah. last scene is well filmed in, in in a way that like is very evocative and creepy. Yeah, but it doesn't survive in the sort of like pantheon of stuff mm. because of that. I think. But like, but it become I, it just. I mean, I, I guess you said you don't like I spit on your grave and whatever. But like when you rewatch the film, you do realize how the, even the the killer's like 
experience drives their motivation. Like in the same, like in the way that like, there's no, like, like she is tormented for arguably no reason. Like, like, and then yeah. you can kind well, there's of meanness. There's a meanness in these films that yeah. I don't. I but, think it's probably. But, but like, she gets alien. her comeuppance. Con- like, not not to say she gets her comeuppance. Is like she gets her revenge constantly. Yeah, yeah. And then in a way that you're like, oh. But the and tone. Like, but the tone is what I'm talking about. And the tone is not as insane as you think it is. And again, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Well, you've watched it recently. I have. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it about two years ago, expecting of being like, this is gonna be awful. <laughs> like, was my like press play moment. Right. Like, I was like, how badly did this age? And I was like, oh, it aged better than I okay. expected because of the, like, the way the characters work together. Like, the, the, the trials that, like, the main, oh, I say the main character, main character slash killer, like, goes through in her life and then gets to where they're going. I think that there absolutely was a shock value of being like, ha she was trans. But, like, it's a much more informed villain then you kind of remember it being like, anyway. I think Inez wants to interject with a story about uh, Mr. Mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just over here burping. <laughs> what? I'm just over here burping. That's <laughs> uh, so we have to, we have five questions that we should get to pretty quick. Oh, I was yeah, I was just thinking about that. I pulled them up on my phone. Look at us. We're, <laughs> we're <laughs> brain melded. <laughs> can I ask question number two? You so want to ask question number two? Yeah, can okay. you start? Okay. Uh, but then you don't know what question number four is because I got it. So well I'm going gonna, gonna to go one, then you're going to go two, three, then I'll go four. Okay, sounds well, good. This is a lot of math. <laughs> yeah, we are a professional <laughs> thank, show. Thank, thankfully, it's just us. I got to figure it out. You know, we got <laughs> the calculators. You two just sit back and relax. Oh, you. Okay. Okay, so this is a segment on the show where we ask the same three questions to every <laughs> character, every character being you. Yeah. Oh, I do not. Ga- guest, I believe, is a <laughs> user. I'm, glad, I'm glad I came as a character today. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, 70s drug dealer. 70s? Yeah. Little 70s con drug candy, dealer. baby. I don't know. <laughs> Sugar-coated good guy. Yeah, yes. sure. Sorry, there you go. That was, mine was a knockoff t-shirt. <laughs> Cotton candy baby. Yeah. Cotton candy baby. Just filled it. Um, okay, so what is your hottest take of, like, of the moment? Or that comes to mind. Or that whatever. comes people, to mind. People kind of panic with this one, so I got to say, whatever comes to your mind. Maybe about, like, omelet making or anything, you know? You know, I said this on another show last night, and oh. I still stand by it, but I think uh, skeletal, um, uh, like, animals... Uh, that are like really big in the dollar store that you okay, get at yeah. Halloween oh, like or Halloween Art Michaels. that are like an octopus's skeleton. But it's yeah. like, but it makes no sense. We just uh, bought one today that, or this like weekend. It's like a dog, but it has ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. I was I like, think the rat, the rat they has are ears. the best Halloween decorations. Oh. That's you know what? I, I'm kind of with you. I always like that. And then people are like, oh, it's not anatomically correct. And I'm like, get over yourself, Susan. Exactly. Ghosts are anatomically <laughs> correct. We're just, we're just Wait, like, when, oh. you say, when you say everybody, how many times do you have this conversation? <laughs> I feel like on the internet, people oh. make it seem like a very pressing issue. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you know that. Yeah, this, yeah. this year, and this is a potentially a private joke for me and Ines, assuming you're up to date. All it does is make me think of Los Spookies, where you're like, as an archaeologist, I should have known this. Oh, my God, with the ears? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys watch Los Spookies? Not yet. I, I want it. to. You, sh- you should. I feel, like you w- I feel like you would both enjoy it. It's very, very good, but at one point, an archaeologist, like, hired... Archae- Spoilers for, I think it's episode two. 
An archaeologist like hires them to prove the point that like gay men have their right ears pierced with uh, dangly uh, earrings. Queer people, queer wear, people. D- wear one dangly earring. One dangly only. earring. <laughs> so that he's like, I've been having this argument with my colleagues, so I need you to fake like ancient remains. An archaeologist. That that queer people day. have always worn one dangly earring, so they plant like a skull that has like a bone ear attached nice. to it with an earring on it. And That's good. <laughs> and there's like a, like a post-credit sequence where like the archaeologist is being like. As an archaeologist, I should have known that skeletons don't have ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best. That's my hot take. Your hot take skeletons is? Skeletons should have ears. <laughs> should have. Why does cartilage decompose? And, and uh, skeleton animals in the dollar store should have uh, genitalia. Yeah, no. you're right. Yeah, if you're no, gonna put no, the no, ears, no, no, why not put the dink? Yeah, put the dink <laughs> exactly. in. Dink. Dollarama, put the dink in. Excuse me, do you have like a, a smaller penis um, rat skeleton? Uh but uh, hang on, that was, that was the next question. Like, are they uniforms? Are the dinks uniform sized, or are there variants? I mean, if you want to collect them all, they should be all different. If you, if you want to be anatomically correct. Yeah, <laughs> so you're, you're there at the Dollarama looking at a rack of skeleton rats. Do you have any non-circumcised rats? <laughs> yeah. Religiously, I just Can you I check in the ask. back? Yeah. <laughs> all right, is it, it's my turn. Yeah, now you're number two. My turn, and this is why I wanted to ask. So number two is who is, according to you, the star of Sesame Street? And 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 I and I want to clarify that that doesn't mean who do you think is who's your favorite Muppet on Sesame Street. It means like who do you think the brand like if I was like oh they put the star of Sesame Street on a poster who, who would you, you who assume yeah. that was? Not your favorite Sesame Street character, the star. Just of Elmo. <laughs> good good answer. Good answer. Who? Big Bird. Big Bird. The You're generational the 70s, gap. Though. This is what this is what we have been discovering. Yeah. Yep. Is it there is a there is a there is a clear time like fracture in time <laughs> where Elmo <laughs> takes over as the star of Sesame Street? Yeah, because it was it was palatable. Elmo Elmo sort of ended that for people of my age, and by that I mean seventies drug dealers. We were just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He was he was too when much. They, ma- it, they made tickle me Elmo, and it was over for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over. For I, you. I feel like Big Bird's the one that sees everything. Yeah, Big Big Bird is the the the, the viewpoint character and like experiences things. He's like a, a curious child. Character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like he's I the character who's like, what's going on here? Explain meant to this. be apparently uh, sort of a stand-in for sort of like a toddler or a small yeah. child. He's like a yeah. bit clumsy and he's curious mm. about everything and he cares about everyone mm. and you know. Like yeah, and I guess maybe I guess Elmo replaced that. I don't know. I think so. I think I think that was happening. I don't know. I, I always like my anyway. Jess, also thoughts. Uh. Uh, no, none. Justify yourself. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> El- Elmo, Elmo, Jess, Big Bird, Jason. Yeah, I guess it's fine. For sure. I, but like, so the other the other take that I always get is I was like Kermit, because Kermit seems at the start mo- of Muppet Show. And then when he like he had the most star power. But is he is no, he really that so. big of a part? When he part shows up, you're like, oh, it's Kermit. Like, yeah, but everybody <laughs> has to encounter Big Bird on Sesame Street. Yeah. yeah, they don't yeah, have to encounter anybody else. That's fair. They always have to encounter him. Other so runner-ups have included. Uh, but you Grover. can't. Grover's a good him. choice, but I don't think no. he's ever the star. No. And then someone said um, the gay ones. Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie, which well, I think is a real left field choice. It totally is. I mean, they yeah. might be. I could see being fa- favorites. Yeah. Like again, fa- yeah. This is why I wanted to ask it because I feel like I do a better job of. Oh, thank of, you. Of caveating the question. This is the last episode of Go Plug Yourself featuring <laughs> Nessa. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you buy me a beer and a half and I haven't had dinner. And I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, uh, question three. Question three is for, for each of you independently. What is a piece of media that has been very formative in your life? Yeah. So that so could be like book, movie, music, like like something where you're like like when you like to to quote the like corn kid or whatever you're like I I heard saw read this and everything changed like yeah what I could do creatively what I could do whatever and what it, was possible and it could be on a very like small personal level like the first thing that made you like whatever you know whatever you feel gosh stands out in your in your so my answer is like not an answer I can use anymore uh, mainly because the author is so despicable Harry Potter Harry Potter it is yeah That's it a, is, I, listen but I've it's listen, like I've listened hey. and I've read a lot of things about people trying to reclaim it I think it's okay to say Harry yeah, Potter I, you know <laughs> it's, it's just yeah grab, it, it grab was the thing back for sure back. it was so formative for mm. like my my childhood and and like my interest into like the weird and spooky and like I don't know the beginning stages of like elements of horror that in like a child-friendly way right. that came out mm. through like the first few books that um was like super transformative for mm. me but like yeah fuck jk rowling yeah exactly. uh, I awful person. I think that's but, fair. But i think no especially because i mean the whole like separating the art from the artist is like a, a big argument but i yeah. think as far as like the problematic opinions of that person not being featured in the thing that is very important to a lot of people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like like it's a, it's and sure. you can sometimes uncouple those. It's a largely it's inclusive text. It's pretty like heteronormative <laughs> and it's pretty white yeah. and whatever, but it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. whatever. The things that called out British. to all of us was like not, not that. And I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Know, but I, yeah. It's just, I still enjoy, yeah. I, I still reread re those, you yeah. know? Yeah. Grimms? Uh, I'm the struggling. Ramones. I'm the str Ramones. No, what? Sorry, no. what? <laughs> I'm struggling between like things that I consider things that define me versus something no, no. that was a game changer. Not exactly. I think things that define you don't count because those are usually things that you're like. You okay, then I'm going to say. Like something that like opened your eyes up to be like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I can do it, it, XYZ. It, it, like dislodge something in your brain. Then yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick uh, the album Double Fantasy of John Lennon and Yoko Ono because I couldn't believe. That was my inter that was my <clears throat> first experience with an avant-garde type thing in a uh, popular thing. So when my father would play Double Fantasy and Yoko Ono would come on, he would make fun of it, and I was like weirded out by it. And then I'd be like, "Why? What decision-making process was this? Where you were like, we we're millionaires and we're crazy, and I'm going to put these songs that are challenging to the listener. And it's important to realize, like I like mm -hmm. Yoko Ono's music a lot, uh, or a fair amount of it." And I think as a kid, I couldn't get my head around it, but it blew my mind that all of a sudden this record, because if, that, if, that, if you know that record, it's a John song, a Yoko song, vice versa. So it mm -hmm. completely ruins that album for people who do not want to hear her. And so for me, I was like, oh yeah. man, the, to be able to do something like that on that level like kind of like blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, like this weirdly is, empowering almost. I was like, this is there's like more than just this. Like there's like there's other aspects, and people only allow that door to be open once in a while in certain circumstances. I always right. find Th I, things that are not easy to swallow or sort of meant or, to please entirely. They're they're meant, you know what I mean? And they're, I didn't feel like they I didn't, come from a different side of of. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't feel like I guess what the most important is I didn't feel like this was a record where, which I think a lot of people did, which was 
we'll just let, I'm gonna let her do these things. Mm -hmm. It felt like a collaboration. Yeah. It just like felt like a half of it wasn't for certain people, and I think I appreciated that sort I, of I, 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 I'm always fascinated by like art that gets created, like where the artist has the freedom to be like, I don't care what the audience thinks. Well, like, yeah. Which is because like as as an artist, you're always like in, in the back of your mind being like, I would like to sell this and, and make it my job or like make it mm -hmm. profitable or make it enjoyable or whatever. But then there's like a certain thing that can happen. Often when you're millionaires. How would I hear something like that <laughs> yeah. if John Lennon hadn't put that on a record, if they hadn't agreed to collaborate? Exactly. I but, would have never heard but it. But at the same time, you wouldn't have the freedom <laughs> unless John Lennon was already a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah. It was like, like that when art can get created and like mass distributed, mm -hmm. but without necessarily Using like... Using your privilege as a millionaire to spread true avant-garde art. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But important to realize, and someone, and, and directed and, by her. That's the part I got. Yeah. My dad was like very... And, and like, oh, oh whatever. And, and I mean, the reaction to her as a person oh, at that insane. time because of that. Yeah. Because well, not of just because her of that not album, because being of everything like else, an accessory like, to him, mm. you know? like. Well, no, but so it, not because heat. of that album, but at that point, it was, that was seemed like a massive fuck you. Because yeah. they're like, oh, you don't like this? Well, guess what? We're going to do this. And I don't even think that album's a great record. Like I think it's Beatles. okay. No, it just, it just, it <laughs> but just I think it's it an changed your perspective. Yeah. It, it made you curious like, oh, about you can something. Do and like it, yeah, mm. it gave you a different point of view, which is yeah. cool. And I then Lou Reed like, made the album I feel that like was with, for dogs. With music especially, and like in, to different degrees, but like I feel like the first time we all heard something that we considered like weird, yeah. that's big, mm -hmm. right? Like something that you were like, oh, most people don't like this. Or there's something that somehow breaks the rules, and I don't even know what the rules are. But oh, yeah. Like somehow, I was like, somehow it's like it's being like I, you know, like it's it's calling to you. It's going like think outside the box. I don't know, think like yeah. beyond this, and it's and it's. And I was very nine exciting. when that album came out. Yeah. Because <laughs> so yeah, hundred years old. Because I'm hundred years old, and then it got me into drug dealing. In the in the 70s. 70s. <laughs> oh my god! You know? I borrowed my dad's van, drove down to local elementary school, and made a mint. <laughs> I, some, I just would like you to know that sometimes I go, Jason Kramer's 50. Jason I'm actually 51. 50. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, because that was last year that that happened, but time has stopped. So I just yeah, that, exactly. you know what I mean? And, then, and, and, and it Not genuinely lie, blows my mind. I still thought you were 49. But it shifts my perspective. Because I go, why not? <laughs> you're like, oh, that guy doesn't act like his age. <laughs> no, you do act like your age. Wow. But I think that's the thing. I think most people who like feel like they have to like script their own age, they're like, Oh, you can, you're just like genuinely yourself and you're just like I'm like that's my friend and we like oh, see eye to eye it's we're funny. just like diff you know what I mean like I just anyway well, well I think that's that's, that's, that's because you're um, I'm, a, I'm a completely old soul I'm like yeah. a dive in 40 since I was born but that's like that's out that's like outside <laughs> but that's the thing that's the thing I feel like having certain like perspectives and that it's not tied to your age but a lot of people feel like they're like I'm 30 I gotta act this way now and like is Grimmer is always going to be a cool-ass dude no matter how old he is. And old. I'm always going to be a fucking <laughs> stick in the mud no matter how old I am. Exactly. You know, that's <laughs> what you got to realize. And we connected because we were just a couple of seniors in this crazy world. <laughs> 21-year-old 21, 21 Ines didn't want to get on roller coasters. I, Did, I, didn't I, want never, music. I never wanted to get on roller coasters. I still stand by the fact that all concerts are too loud and too crowded. I stand by that opinion. I totally <laughs> agree on both those things. <laughs> when I was in bands, I'd be like, please, can we just, I want to be home why, by 11.30. Why, why? We're playing Brutopia and we need amplification. It's two meters squared. Why can we just, you know what I mean? Speakers? Why? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, question number four comes from Mike Patterson. 
previous oh, guest. Star, great, great. star of uh, Prey, the Predator prequel. Love him. Did you see? Did you? I didn't it? see it. You should. It's good. It's very good. Very I believe good. you. I believe you. I will Despite see it eventually. I'm not a big fan of the Predator <laughs> contribution <thing>. to it. <laughs> Listen, like, but I like, like Mike. But also, but also, like written and directed largely by indigenous people. No, no, no. I think it looks better. Indigenous peoples, like yeah, like you're you made them. You're it's still mm, invincible aliens hunting people in the woods, which isn't my thing. Yeah, but no, it's better than that. I believe it, you. It's one of the better Predator films. Okay. Honestly. Well, and I don't think that that's as hard a thing to do for sure. <laughs> Speech is a strong female lead, and then Mike is also insane in it. Yeah, I think insane because like internationally. <laughs> Like, he says dialogue in French that I think internationally just reads as, like, oh, he's French. Yeah. But, like, but if you know this, he's yes. like, Yalora, Shashalaga, oh, yeah. <laughs> And you're like, what are you talking about, Mike? That is not a real French accent. I'm hoping that eventually it evolves to that being the French accent. Yeah, here. exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> and it's, like, doubly wild because he's, like, literally supposed to be, like, a French trapper. So, like, from France. So, he's not even supposed to be, like, it's removed even from, like, what you would think of Quebecois angle. Anyway, uh, his question is, quite simply... Um, Sup? <laughs> Sup? No, deep sorry. sea or deep space? Oh, I, uh, neither land, baby. Land, baby. The, the choice is there's no land choice. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say land. Um, I have an obsession with uh, a fear of deep water and deep oceans. It's and terrifying. It's so. Agreed. So I have an obsession with it. So if I'm being asked. If to experience it, I'm not going to choose that. Okay. I would choose space. But if I'm going to be immersing myself in just reading about it or learning about it, it would be deep water. So I don't know if that okay. helps. So much more interesting. Yeah. There's nothing well, and out it there. There's nothing me. out there, it but it's very me. scary. Or I have, I have like, not, it's not a real, it's not a nightmare that I experience when I'm asleep, but it's like one of those, like, it's one of those things that my brain goes, what if? Yeah. And it's the thought that I like wake up and I'm somehow at the bottom of the ocean. And or it, just and in the it, middle of the ocean. My, and it makes my heart race <sighs> genuinely, you know? I, I've yeah. always said that I'm against life jackets in like situations like, cause I do yeah. just want to die. That, yeah, that's the thing. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I've always, I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid like of flying in general, <laughs> no. but I've always been very afraid of any flights that go over water. And then, yes. and I and I say, my I'm not afraid of dying in an airplane crash. I'm afraid of surviving one. I and agree. now I am in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. and I have to like just got wait to die. That's yeah. the, I don't you know, even have a tiger worse. to befriend because I'm not in Life of Pi. And <laughs> whenever I fly, well, I, I, mean, I find takeoffs fi- more frightening than landings because, and this is. Absolutely true. Every time I land in a plane, my mind goes, well, this is it. It's over. Yeah, that's I just it. I oh, go, get ready. It's over. Every time. And I have this exhilaration, which I don't have in any other situations. I'm very fearful of You death. go. But, like, I just go, well, this is you it. You go, witness me. <laughs> and then you, yeah. yeah. And I just hide it because I don't want to be like, we're going down, guys. <laughs> and like, what? Has anyone watched Yellow Jackets? I did. Not yet. Yeah. No. I did. That, 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 that's a nightmare scenario for me. Like, a bunch of survivors in the middle of nowhere. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah. This is just going to get worse but slower. Yeah, I would immediately be like, guys, I'm just picking my team. It's me. I'm going to take off. See you guys later. Uh, maybe the woods. I'll die in the wilderness in two just days. Maybe I won't. Make friends with a warthog and then come back and take Maybe I'll just trophies. fall off a cliff and it's done. But yeah, like, like that slow, like, let's let's see if society devolves while we try to survive in this. Yeah. That, that, I think, is a full nightmare scenario. Like, plane crash, oh, no. But you're like, I think water. Now in the middle of nowhere. Landing yeah. in the water is a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Deep sea or deep deep sea or deep space. Deep space. Deep space. Yeah, I think for the reasons that we've listed, I think I'd much rather just be floating in space 
and like take off my helmet and die than like yeah we're, you, we're can, you, about can, you can <laughs> die more quickly you can die in a snappy no one's eating you fashion I that came area. to this question from such a different perspective which is like where would I rather visit as a like tourist and I have like oh, long asserted that like if I have like a, a gargantuan sum of money Atlantis no so you're me, James Cameron me and you make be, yourself a little deep diving be, robot that's right I would go to space. Like it, it's like I'm very like if, if my wife passes away, we don't have any children, I have a bunch of money, whatever else like that. I like sell the house and I'd be like, put me in space. Not like the bullshit, like low orbit, like whatever they're doing now. But I'm like, send me. Yeah, that's such bullshit. Put me on the moon. <laughs> put me on the moon. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I think I could genuinely die happy to like stand on the moon and look down upon no. the earth, and Too I'd be boring. like, boring. This is a Too thing. boring. For what? For what? I've seen pictures of it. No, you know. I mean, there's no. Record stores. <laughs> There's no. I'm presuming. Stores. I'm presuming that as an octogenarian, I've listened to the records I want to listen to, and I've read the books I want to read. This is a thing no, that I'm like. I can't. Oh, so oh, so, so space think, is just settling. If for you years, think like. your one <laughs> lifetime, if you think your one measly human lifetime is enough to read all the books you want to read and all the records you want to listen to, I said to? I've listened to what I want to listen to. I think there's a certain point where I don't want to listen to new things. I don't know when that's going to be. Maybe when I'm 70. But you know you're missing out on this stuff. You know you got to make peace with that. There's but so many I was things like, you never I even would, knew you I wanted. Would, you never even rather. knew you wanted to read. It's true. You never even knew that you get, you get to a certain point in your life, you're like, oh, okay, I want to, speaking as an octogenarian. You're an octogenarian. <laughs> the, you, you get to a point where you go, like I do this all the time, but where you revisit things that you think are worthwhile and then... And sometimes they take and sometimes they don't. But I do that entirely all the time. Like I, I don't have time. See, I don't have time I to revisit things. See, the what reason I, I say <laughs> space is because the uh, feeling of being in, like, deep space. <laughs> um, one, gorgeous. Yeah, Two, agreed. calming. Yeah. There's something about knowing I, I am so calm. tiny and <laughs> don't matter face, that it's, like, the most calming thing in the world to me. Like, I'll watch those, like... Um, those videos of space where it's like a time lapse yeah. uh, video. That's called Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like a time lapse of space and like the world imploding and like becoming like something else from there. And like uh, I'll watch that and I, I feel calm. <laughs> I, w- I would just I would love to experience like, like literally standing on the moon and looking at planet Earth and and especially like like I've, I've traveled I've done whatever but like. To look at, like, the sum total of, like, every physical thing yeah. and be like, oh, it's just this, like, ball in front of me. But we me. know this. I yeah, know, I'm like, why no, do you, need, why you need to visually use your, use your imagination? <laughs> but here's the reality of it. You go, oh, that's really awesome. I can't have soup ever again. <laughs> why can't I have soup ever again? Because there's no gravity. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to live there forever. I'm saying visiting. I'm saying I'd like to visit space. Oh, I thought we were living there forever. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm saying See, as a, this is But I wouldn't want to live on the deep I'm sea forever either. No, I don't either. Yeah. I would, li- I would live on a boat, a though. Soup is a weird thing to be like, that's the thing I can't have up yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's an example <laughs> of something. You know, you know what's crazy? He has kids. He wasn't like... He has... <laughs> oh, wait. Excuse me. He has a, he has a kid. That we know of. And a Seven weird drug cat dealers. named Blue, Blueberry? Raspberry. 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 Blueberry. Yeah. But exactly. Like, I've why brought why a, isn't it saying this is all I have in my life? I brought a child into this world, but you know what I'm going to miss? Soup. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just Not correcting. My only I'm, just, child. I'm correcting his inaccuracy. You have <laughs> shifted this to Jason. Pick between soup and your child. Yeah, okay. that's what he does. This is what this man does. I was just trying to make it clear. You have one very valuable I, child. If I was on uh, the moon and I was looking at Earth and yeah. I was like, oh man, I can't have soup, and then all of a sudden I thought of my daughter Addie and I went, ah, forget it. Soup's more important. To me. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Uh, Shout out to Addie. We all stand Addie. Addie's got a show this Friday. Come see it. Can't. It's sold she, out. She's a musician now. She's in a band, yeah. She's in a band. Yeah. She's in a kick-ass. She's in an awesome band. What is, she, what is she What is she? doing in she, They all switch. So I think at this show she'll be singing and playing drums, going back and forth. Oh, then. that's hard to do. I hear from people admiring No, no, Anderson but they're going, no, you do one. I don't think she's oh, singing she's at the drum. At yeah. the same right, time, because I, I hear that is hard to do. But that would still be very hard. cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Anderson Pack and uh, Sebastian Granger from DFA 1979, I'm always like, uh, the, the lungs... Like the pipes to like hold the tune while you're. I think yeah. like it's not. The, it's just also like the 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 like, like separate. Go- it's it's a sort of like like patting your belly while you or rubbing your yeah, belly exactly. while you pat you're your head. It's like you know what's the harder melody, though. You know what's harder? Having a drummer who wants to sing and not wanting him to. <laughs> Uh, that's worse. Having to fight him. <laughs> fight like, no, him we don't need singing in the back hey, of vocals in this. We're good, actually, man. We've got like. It's, 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 a, it's a, a nightmare loud, scenario. Because yeah. the drummer's like inevitably going to sound like. <laughs> like it's just like. <laughs> out of breath all the time. No yeah. matter how good they can Anyway. Sing. The, uh, the takeaway is everyone go watch Anderson Pack's Any Desk Concert. Question number five is. Uh, what question do you want to ask our future guest? Ooh. Hmm. What do I you mean, think about all this? <laughs> you can, you can, you can each I mean, ask your own question. Also, I feel like we can make a part of A and part B. If they're okay. thematically related, I'm into it. Jess and I were just about to do some improv thing. Just speak in one yeah, voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, you do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. If that's, if that's if that's where you guys are headed. That's fine. Is it? Is it? Is it uh, depressing to ask where do you see yourself in ten years? What is this, a job interview, though? Yeah, where do you see yourself? In it is for me. <laughs> I, here's a, I have a, I have we, a darker... We will buy your drugs later. Don't worry I have a darker it. question. <laughs> Weird, but, like, happier and darker, which is, like, what makes you happy in 10 years? That's a good... I like that question. I like it, too. That, that's... R- like, not just, like, where do you see yourself, but you're, like, what is bringing you... Where do you hope to be in 10 years? But it's not necessarily about, like, life or whatever. Like, I don't want to, like, say achievements. Like, if I'm, like, oh, I want nothing more than for you to be, like, a successful comedian, that's, like, a life goal. But, like, what makes you happy? Is it being a successful comedian? No, it's my cat still being alive. Exactly. There you he go. He better like, still that's be alive in it's 10 years. More, it's a more honest question than, I think, like, where do you see yourself? It's like, what ma- what is the thing that you think is going to make you happy in 10 years? Okay, then my question is leather or lace. Leather or lace? Got it. Leather or lace. Good. <laughs> Jess? Lace or um, leather? <laughs> I, I want to keep on theme and ask, what's your favorite horror movie? What's your favorite horror movie? Yeah. And leather or lace. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? They they don't not go hand in hand. They don't not go hand in hand. Yeah. Is it a sexy horror movie or is it kind of like a more so like a the last question know, that I wanted to movie. to Could get though was a, yeah. a, a, a spin off of Jess's question though, which is not necessarily your favorite, uh, but is like what is a uh, and this is this is just because this is our spooky Halloween episode. Uh, is what what is a spooky season mainstay for you? Something you come back to all the time. Doesn't need to be your, like, favorite. 
But it's like, oh, it's Halloween. Let's watch something let's, that's let's on put, theme. It could be a know? show. could be an album. could be mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Keith is uh, what we do in the shadows. We were talking about it before you two got here. The show, what we do in the shadows, is Keith's-ish. Yeah, uh, yeah 100%. I Domestically love it. I only want, like, because you want that, like, that 20-minute that half-hour slot, but you still want it to be kind of spooky. We watch, like, my wife and I, in, in October, we watch, like, whatever the most recent season of what we do in the shadows is. We, like, binge it in October. And nice. then we don't really watch it for the rest of the year. So it's like it's just always there for us in October. That, that's one of them. I mean, I watch Night of the Living Dead pretty much every Halloween. Okay, good. That's uh, a good one. And that's I also just one. smoke weed and listen to reggae, but that's all the time. Does, he, does, your, <laughs> does Addy like horror movies? <laughs> yes. We, as a family, we go to horror films. This year okay, has been good for cool. that. So that's – and I don't know if that's just me being – not yet, no. Uh, I mean, it, I'm, I'm interested. I'm a like, thing I'm that, like, intended. warms my heart, the, w- the way that children often sort of, like, put, like, an arm's length between them and their parents. Oh, well, she interest, does that, too. The way that we <laughs> at your house have to hide from your child to smoke weed <laughs> is very funny to me. And so I thought maybe she was, like, no horror or something, you know? But, but no, I, and, and I don't you, think she's no to weed that. anymore, either. But, uh, <laughs> but I, no, <laughs> that's... Yeah, Daddy! I think what the thing is is that her, her mom, Catherine, is, like, so... What, like well, can watch almost anything and enjoy certain things. And probably horror is not her favorite thing as long as it's a good film. But for me and Addy, if we're going to a, f- a cinema, we generally like, want to see a horror film. So it ends up becoming a family thing. Nice. But oh, like you know, nice. Kathy would go to Avatar, so we'd be like, no. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Just the horror, horror movie mainstays. Uh yeah. Or no, I mean, not, what movie? Like I said, if there's music, if there's shows, if there's. So funnily enough, the movie I was about to say, I just found out features the music oh, of Jason right. Grimmer, oh. uh, which I didn't know until like two weeks ago when That's I told exciting. him I rewatched it. Yeah, Two Blue the Bells. It's my song. <laughs> no. Uh, it that's Mike Oldfield, I think. <laughs> it's also my ringtone. Um, but I uh, no trick or treat the like two thousand seven. Yep. Two thousand nine. You're on the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're and they're finally announcing the the much anticipated sequel. Yeah, I know. Like the true sequel. The true yeah. Apparently. So like. I I think it's like a, a a fun like anthology film that's like set on Halloween. It's always like a nice one to like just dip your toes into. In I've never seen October. it. Really. But he's That's featured in it. It was just a job. Really good. So candy money. Job. Any horror? Any horror soundtracks? I will tell you a band that I f- almost forget exists until Halloween, and then I'm like, "This is good Halloween party background music." Is the heavy? Okay. Oh yeah, I never think of the heavy. Can, but can but I? but like as soon as I did, you're like, "Oh yeah, they're fine. They're Halloween music." Can like I? it's like I don't know them that well. I just know of them. Yeah yeah, yeah. like like British like. We're like British root you're rock. In, you're in this with me. By way of British. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like American. Anyway. But like half their songs are about like ghosts and whatever. And like, I'm just like, as a weird thing, there's a spooky theme in the heavy. Would like recommend. Like, I'm always like, oh yeah, the heavy. Keithy, can I have my own special number six question for Halloween? Sure. The spooky. I'm ready. I'm ready. Is it, is it, is for you, in your opinion, the Nightmare Before Christmas, a Halloween movie oh. or a Christmas movie? I have an ironclad argument movie. on this. I'm not Christmas gonna movie? Share. Christmas movie. Interesting. I say either. I feel no, like it, no, it, it's it, it. You can watch it in either season. I, I, I don't think. I think you can have. 
Christmas. It's not I don't spooky. think you. It's not a scary movie, but see, it's got enough Halloween. But it's about themes. Santa. But I'll listen to This Is Halloween at Halloween time. Sure. But the but rest the, of the soundtrack the, the is the like Christmas overall. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, Sorry, so you were about to say something. Jason. I forget now. Oh. I mean, my, my, my ironclad <laughs> argument that that backs all of this up is that it is only Halloween, basically. For the duration of the song, this is Halloween. Yes, but like it's like it is Halloween for five minutes. You think it's they Halloween? They succeeded Halloween. What? You think it's a Halloween movie? I think it, it works for either. I wouldn't well, if you might, were like, yeah. oh, let's watch like a few fun Halloween movies, and you threw that one in there. I would be. I wouldn't be like. It wouldn't be You'd like be if you threw audience. like the Grinch leave. in there. You know. <laughs> uh, I just think like the main character. Is, is trying to find com- the spirit of Christmas. Comes from Halloween, but is trying to find the and spirit a lot of, of the a lot of the inter- the but characters are from Halloween. No one I, other than Santa is a character from Christmas. But they all are looking Christmas. for the spirit of Christmas. No, so no one other than Jack Skellington is looking for the yeah, spirit of Christmas. Yeah, because they're just bored because they the did their cre- job. Their the job's cre- over. The creepy little children are not looking for the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. They're trying to torture Sandy Claus with the boogeyman. Also, it's not yeah. just it's Halloween. The, at that second part of it, where You're they're right. kidnapping yeah. Santa, Sandy no, Claus, is in Halloween. I would say that it's like a good November movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, like a fall the movie. It's like a guys don't fight. November's here too. The entire film takes place between, other than like, like literally the entire film, presumably. When, like, Jack shows up and he's like, a good Halloween, everybody, and then launches into This Is Halloween and whatever, the entire film takes place from November 1st to December 25th. It, yeah. Nothing takes place on 25th, on October 31st, but because they're working. They're working, and then they're like, we did it. it this is their Sanka set from Halloween. They're like, so what a good job we did, guys. Yeah, but, but the, the but whole point is that the Halloween spirit lives on exactly. beyond the holiday itself. This There's is this true. whole town and all these they characters. They come back to it. And they Sally, come back to Halloween. I one time did a very cool Sally costume. I, would I bet like you to say did. That. But I'm just saying, like, it's just I that's, still that's think their it's job. A like, when they go movie, to the little doors and there's the Easter thing. We don't get into it, but there's an Easter egg door. Like, they exist for Easter. These people exist for Halloween, agreed, but the but film they, is about but Christmas. They, but they live for the rest of the year. What? Name another character in that movie other than Santa Claus that has an actual, like, even a, even a speaking line in the entire movie that is not from Halloween Town. <laughs> like no the, one! The cops. Is Batman Returns a Halloween <laughs> uh, Christmas movie? Christmas movie. Yes, I don't know. Or uh, leaving <laughs> La- uh, wait. leaving Las Vegas. That's a that's just a fun kids movie. No, no, no. LA Confidential. There we go. People people say LA, that, and I've never LA seen Confidential it. Takes place but uh, entirely at Christmas. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. People no. say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, but they're it wrong. Happens on Christmas. They're wrong. <laughs> LA <laughs> Confidential is way closer to being See? a Christmas movie. So then the time that it happens in is not actually the most relevant thing. It's about like the themes, and it's about the characters, and it's saving about Santa the is the theme. But the film is about the pursuit of the spirit of Christmas. But, but then doesn't he just decide that he's like, actually, I'm not really meant to find the spirit of Christmas. Because no, where I belong is the spooky land. It's the spooky land Halloween town. Spooky land Halloween town. I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, this has been a very long podcast. <laughs> this Thursday. It October can't possibly have been our longest one. Absolutely I know that for has not sure. Been. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this Thursday, October 27th, which is like the epi- the day the episode is coming out, is episode one at, uh, I was going to say commotion, but it's not commotion. It's, it's a commotion, well, it's a co-production with, with Jess, uh, but it's, uh, it's at Variations Mile End. 
yep. on Saint Laurent Theater VME, our little yep. black box theater. Yeah. Uh, Eight thirty p.m. And, and then, it, so the, get, get your tickets now. If I come with my baby heart, will I be spooked? No. Will no. I be no. come with your what? My baby heart. When are, when are oh. please come. I thought you, like that. You're referring to your heart. You you are you, you have the a heart baby that heart you stole from the baby? Because <laughs> <laughs> you get in free with a baby heart. Yeah. If yeah. I bring my baby heart. <laughs> yes, you'll be fine. Um, okay, good. Then or not. Come. When when are when will it become a podcast? When can people get the podcast? And then when also are subsequent episodes? What are your What's the plan? So, uh, hoping to do a release in November. Don't know the exact time yet. Okay. And then yeah. next episode will hopefully be mid December. Okay. Mm, interesting. Yeah. They're releasing a spooky thing in November. Does that make it a Christmas thing, Keith? Does it make it a Christmas thing? Yes. <laughs> so the so the live recordings will be, I guess. What, what's the best way to keep tabs of it? Um, I would say what like you subscribe to. Where yeah. do you subscribe? Who do you follow? Follow the commotion. <laughs> I mean, well, like, well, yeah. We, I would say the best bet is to follow uh, either or both of uh, Variations Mile End or the Commotion Theater. I okay. think at this yeah. point, as far as like Instagram so. wise, I would okay. do that because that's what we'll do with the announcements for things. Okay. Yeah. So, so more episodes happening live, and then I guess podcasts like wherever podcasts happen, and if you look up the Terrors of Miser- Miseries. Like, I guess misery is the name of a place because there's an apostrophe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We live in misery. So this is Misery's Grove. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that'll just be wherever podcasts are. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll I'm, we'll be I'm leaving that up info. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, right. you can comment links on the, on the posts yeah, you make for this po- podcast episode. That's it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll link to the stuff. But I'm assuming that I'm putting this up on Thursday. There won't be an episode of the podcast yet. No. no. I'm trying to like preemptively but tell But you know people. what there will be on CBC what? Gem? Uh, My episode of Comedy <laughs> Night with Rick Mercer. Yay. Comedy Night with Rick Mercer featuring me coming out today that we're recording, October 25th. I forgot to plug it on social media, so I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Why are you making all day, this up? A day later. No, but it's I'm not. C- I am not. It's out on CBC <laughs> Gem, so you've missed it live because this is Thursday. That's exactly. Thursday, go, go watch s- it on CBC, go to CBC Gem, Gem, where you can also watch <laughs> all of the current seasons of Great Canadian Baking Show. You can watch Pen15, a.k.a. Wink Wink Penis. Uh, what? You can also watch <laughs> that cop show with the lady from Varanus Von Sketch Show and the woman from Orange is a New Black. I forget what that's called. Hard Pretty cases. Hard Cases. Hard Hard cases. cases yeah. Originally meant to be called uh, Lady Dicks because it's Dicks is for detectives. I get it, I get it. And then, But then they're women, but then they were like, that's too racist. But that sensors. was a really good name for that, right? Yeah, the yeah. nice Lady try Dicks. in Canada. Lady Dicks. So uh, like, Wait a second, we're Canada. <laughs> that's a pretty None good name for yeah, a show. Lady Dicks right, is Lady good. Di- I w- and it was in so clever, and it's also just funny. But anyway, also a fun costume idea. Lady yeah, Lady Dicks. <laughs> yep. uh, anything else you want to shout out before we hit stop on this thing? Nope. Variations Mile End. Variations Mile End Theater lovely, VME. Lovely dance classes for well, It's a children. dance school, performance school. We have improv. We have for kids as well as adults. And uh, dance <laughs> classes. And every single Thursday, we have an improv show at 830. No matter I, what. I it's 830 on a Thursday. Go to Variations Mile End. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and we made it through the whole episode. Jason Grimmer didn't talk about jazz at all. Thanks for <laughs> and all that. I did. Jazz I was going to bring up a jazz story, <laughs> but I didn't. Thank, thank you both so much. Thank you. I'm singing in all that jazz as we. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was good. As we fade out of the episode. I like it. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um. 
Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um, and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 905.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.